Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can tell our friends and they can have my things when we're dead. Boys, 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 I'm pumped. I just finished my conversation with Lou Spears that you're about to listen to. I thought this was super cool, man. Lou hit me up on Instagram actually once, and then, so we ended up getting to talking and chatting about stuff. I didn't realize the extent to which he's killing it. I had heard of him before, but going through his stuff, I was kind of like, man, this guy's the man. Love talking to him. He's got sort of the same sensibilities as me. We talked about everything. Uh, I tried to keep stand-up to a minimum. Every time I have a stand-up on, which actually this is the first time, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to talk about stand-up the whole, the whole time. So I try to keep that to somewhat of a minimum. The guy just had, he's just a super smart dude. He's got amazing opinions on lots of different stuff. He has an interesting way of thinking of life. He's just a very successful dude. He's positive, but still a dirty dog. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys that he's he's cynical and he's 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 uh his comedy has fucking venom in there, but he's a positive human being. He's literally one of the biggest comedians in Australia. And normally I know I don't like Australians. That's <laughs> but lose one of the good ones. So I'm telling you, I'm I'm putting my stamp on. He's one of the good ones. This guy fills theaters like all over the world. He's do- he's got over 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. He's always in the news. They're always covering him on the news for uh, trolling the media and stuff like that and places like Vice, which is kind of a little bit what I do too. So we got, I got this scoop on all that stuff. I mean, this guy's just been killing it. Anyways, I thought, I thought this was uh, a really cool episode. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation that I had with him because I, I literally finished talking to him and I was kind of like hyped up. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Lou rules, man. That was cool. I hope he moves to New York. So in addition to that, I did just start my Patreon. There's a bunch of stuff. I, I released a little thing last episode for you, uh, a little half episode for you to see. But if you want to donate to me, that's fucking cool. I'm going to be putting a ton of stuff up there. I mean, listen, I've always, for my whole time I've been making stuff, my opinion a little bit has been, I like to be someone's favorite comedian. You know what I mean? More so than be in the mix where it's like everyone knows who I am. It's always been like important to me, whatever I'm making. I always wanted to be like someone's favorite thing where people are like, I'm I'm their guy. Like that's the way that I have guys where I'm like, no, that's my fucking. So I've always kind of thought of that. So hopefully some people think like that about me. If so, I have, uh, I'm going to be doing, I switch between doing interviews and my solo podcast. So I'll probably do the reverse when I put stuff on the Patreon. So anyways, I hope you guys liked it. Lou Spears is the fucking man. Check out all his shit. And if you want more shit, check out my Patreon. Yeah, because my family would be like, yo, when are you coming back to Canada to hang out? And I'd be like, I mean, yeah, we can hop on Zoom this month if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking never. Do you get the point of why I moved? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I mean, for sure, if you want to pop grandma on a Zoom, we can do a Christmas (laughs) Zoom if you'd like. Isn't that weird that you're like a day ahead right now? It is weird. I'm in the future, bro. Right? So much has happened. I guess every, I guess because you're in Australia, like ever, you've probably done so much American stuff that you're so used to this. But yeah, 
it might, immediately my mind goes to like, there's got to be something you can scam, right? Like can the stock, is the stock market, can, like how can you take advantage of the fact that you're in the future? Uh, I mean, we could talk about that because I've been definitely taking advantage of that. How? What's your, what, what have you been doing? So, so our, our stock market is like different to America's, but basically if something terrible happens, what the, your stock market is open when ours is closed. Yeah. So if something terrible or amazing happens, we have like 24 hours notice when no one can buy anything to like put in orders and trade accordingly. Really? Yeah. How does so, that work though? But why wouldn't that have just work the other way around too, if they're on opposite schedules? Yeah. But no one in America is looking at Australia cause our, there's like compared to America, we don't have as much money. It's not no, worth I'm not, looking I'm at. Literally not looking at. You're so right because I trade a little bit in Canada because I'm from there. But there would be I would yeah. never think like, oh, let me pour a bunch of money into fucking Australia. Yeah, right. And I yeah. don't think you're. It, it's even strictly legal for foreign people to do it. I think you need like permission or some shit. So you can kind of look at what happens in America. And like if there's like with the coronavirus shit, there was a massive crash. So I was like, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to wait three days here and then put money in. Yeah. And then that's what I did. And it worked. And you still, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I was sort of doing that all the way down to. I was talking about that at the beginning because when it first yeah. crashed, I literally was like, okay, I'm going to buy this all the way down. Cause I was like sitting on kind of cash. But then I, I basically was like, you know, how you're supposed to go like, you know, 5,000, 5,000. I was like, yeah. I just did it all in like three days. I was like, yeah, buy on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming that it goes down for two days. <laughs> I fucking just like jumped the gun like so hard on it. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. All in. As soon as it went all the way down, I went all in. Lucky I was right. Cause I think Australia is handling it much better than America. Uh, but yeah, it could have, it could have been the end of me. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm still, I actually still am up though, but that's even, that's with me making like brutal moves. I'm still up like whatever, yeah. six grand or something like that. But yeah. that was me like screwing up every step of the way and making some fucking pussy ass moves. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think now with everything dropping, it's like the, no, it's almost like almost impossible to fail long-term is kind yeah. of how I look at no, it. No, but now like, America's like basically back what, where what started, which is hilarious. Cause you're like, yeah. some, of these, some of these companies like dropped to the big bottom and then now they're basically what they're, where they were. And you're like, they haven't been open for six months and they may not ever open again. How are they possibly worth the same? <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's yeah, all, it, it makes you realize that all this shit is fucking imaginary. Like it's oh just, God, yeah. it's like currency in a video game. You know, it only has value because we're all like, ah, oh, I know. Yeah, that's what I believe. A dollar is a dollar because I think it is. Dude, it just made, yeah, it makes me laugh. Like, so, I can't think of specific companies, but there's literally companies that, you know, are straight up closed. They haven't made a dollar in four months. They went to zero and everyone's like, nah, no, nah, we <laughs> actually think that's good again. Yeah, it's nuts. Dude, fucking. Rude awakening coming. Oh, there's a bunch of companies that are like worth twice as much as they were. I mean, that's, that's fine, but. The, um, I saw today, because people are, you know, I don't know if it's like this in Australia where people are essentially getting pretty fed up with uh, coronavirus and they're yeah. just not social distancing anymore. Yeah. Is, it, yeah. is that what it's, it's like for you guys? Uh, it's not as bad as what I see on, on the news in America. I don't know how close that is to reality though, but like, uh, well, I think it's, I think, yeah, people just, 
a few of our states reopened because they had no cases, so they should reopen. So they reopened, but they closed all their borders. But Victoria, where I am, we have it the worst. And all of us saw like Perth reopen and we were like, oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's social distancing anymore. The <laughs> businesses are coming back open and it's like, we are still dealing with it. But because some state that does has no cases isn't, you know, doing what we're doing. We're like, oh, it's over. We won. That's what it feels like in New York to every other state. They're, they're, they're fucking cruising around. They're having parties. And I'm sitting here with yeah. my dick in my hand. The funniest part, I've talked about this here a little bit before, but there's, there's, so outside of my house, there's like 25 guys that sell fucking junk. Like, and yeah. they haven't, they haven't slowed down in the slightest. We're talking like last time I went there, the guy was selling a deflated basketball. He had just like a couple Ziploc bags, but nothing in the zip. Like he was selling the actual Ziploc bags just like yeah. on the own. He, there was one guy, he was selling a bag of quarters and I guess you just, you just predict with the, so these guys have been going full force and the cops came. This is this morning. I woke up because yeah. every morning I wake up to them yelling and screaming at the top of their lungs. They, and they're playing on the shit on their boom boxes. It's like a fucking, you know, it's like a party. Yeah. And the cops come, there's like 25 cops and they have the megaphones and they go, social distancing needs to happen. It feels like fucking RoboCop. You know what I mean? They literally have these That's crazy, yeah. cops show up with the megaphones, step six feet away, no one near each other. And they're going on and on. And then the fucking, the junk sellers, they, they're super sassy with the cops. So they go, you be fucking six feet away, motherfucker. And they start, <laughs> yeah. So you, these guys are yelling and screaming at the cops. Because before they were, I saw them cuss them out before. And then this time, their whole thing was why don't you fucking six feet away you ain't six feet away from me right now and these guys are yeah. fucking going crazy and i was i'm watching i'm looking out my window and then someone looks up and i just back, back away because i get i get spotted peeking <laughs> I try to get videos on my phone so they're yelling and screaming and then the cops always just fucking get in their car and leave they give up every single time that's so funny no oh, it's fucking amazing i went to a underground rave not a rave but like yeah so yesterday this was yesterday, the first time. So a bunch of comedian friends that I won't mention yeah. the names because they're all like, like I'm pretty, I'm not, I don't care as much, but a lot of people are pretty, they don't want to be seen, you know, distancing or whatever. Yeah. But what's your stance on that? Are you kind of? Uh, bro, I'm taking it serious as fuck. I got asthma. Yeah. So I'm an at-risk person. I, I uh, remember that I first heard about it, I think before it was like mainstream. Uh, you knew it when then, it was still cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like a fan of coronavirus before yeah, it was. You liked you the Kronos first album in China before it got mainstream. Yeah, I thought their their original work was really good. You know, destroying <laughs> a communist state and uh, all of the subversion that they had to commit. I was really a big fan of that. Uh, but when they started, you know, killing white grandmas, I thought, oh, this is a bit much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I've. I, I saw it and I saw it come uh, and I was like, oh, Australia is so close to China. We're going to be fucked. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of stayed inside before it was mandatory. But I think Australia has kind of got really lucky, like more than anything else. I don't think we had Why particularly good. I don't know. I think we just didn't get many people come over with it. Like New York, the amount of cases you guys have. And, oh, it and like, like it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a pandemic over here. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy, and and like Italy and all those other countries. I thought for sure Australia would be fucked because we have so much Chinese tourism and trade, and pe people from China come over. But we're kind of fine. 
Yeah. Well, th- this is, that's another people that people will say that in other states are like San Francisco handled it better and whatever. And you're like, yeah, it's not fucking New York city. Like that's go look at the amount of people from China that went to fucking San Francisco and the amount that looked, went to New York city. It's the hub of oh, the world. Yeah. yeah. Obviously there's more here. You got all how, these- how could you fight something like that in New York? Like you guys are packed in so tight. Like when I went, when I went there for the first time, I couldn't fucking believe how many people there were. Yeah. Like in Melbourne, which is our biggest city in the country, I can literally walk from one end of the city to the other and I can watch the city end. Really? In New York, you couldn't do that in days. What's the population? Oh, it's like a few million, 25 million, I think. Okay. That's still a lot. 20, did you say 25 million? I think I'm very wrong. (laughs) I have no idea. I know Toronto is like the fifth biggest here. That's where I'm from. And that's like 6 million. And I think New York's like 25, only because I always have these conversations. I'm a fucking moron. And it's definitely not 25 million. Maybe (laughs) that's the entire population of the whole country. Yeah, who gives a shit? But either way, that's what everyone's fucking yelling. I, I don't know if it's the same there, but literally the fucking Trump, they go, the governors go, Trump should have fucking, uh, he should have done this earlier. And then the, then Trump goes to them. It's like, you should have done your thing earlier. Like every single person was, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all yelling at each other that they should, open, they should have uh, closed everything earlier. And you're like, well, yeah, like the first thing anyone says, like, yeah, this looks like it's bad. If they all just shut everything down, it's like, so what? Like, obviously, they did it five days later. I don't know. Who's, like, everyone just wants to find someone to blame for it. It's, it's so crazy. That's the biggest difference between, like, where I live in America is, like, how, how like, little accountability the leader of the country can claim. <laughs> because, like, if the leader of Australia was like, ah, oh, you know, fucking the governor of Victoria didn't do his job, we'd kill him. <laughs> He oh, chop really? his head off, but oh yeah, for sure. We go. You no, that's are your fault, with dude. The politicians. Oh, absolutely. With, with the bushfire rules, with the bushfire crisis, just happened. If, if, dis- if he dishonors the tribe, he fucking loses. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. With the bushfire thing, our prime minister he he was on holiday before What's it happened. Bushfire is that nine eleven? Yeah, that's our nine eleven. No, I'm just saying that George Bush created a fire in the Twin Towers. <laughs> that, that's the true. Jewish guy, Bill Bush. Yeah, that's true. I, I do think that the um, the bushfires was was uh, started by by Bill Gates. Actually, I've, no, uh, I've been doing a lot of research. You know, not a lot of people know that, but that is actually true. Yeah, yeah, that you, is. You true. can look it up. I mean, the information's out there. It's if you don't want to look, you don't want to look. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that was actually. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because his plan now is to shoot dust into the ozone layer to block the sun. His original plan was just to burn down Australia to block the sun with smoke. So yeah. Bill Gates actually started the fires. I heard he had the cure for small penises. This guy is on it right now. Oh, yeah. I, I think um, he has that because you're taking that at the moment. Do you know what the cure for small penis is? No more, what? only black people from here on out. <laughs> that's why, that's why. Just get rid of white people. No, that's I think that's what, that, that's what Hitler was trying to do. He hated small penises. Yeah, that's so what, he that's, was starting with Jews because obviously, yeah. but he kind of fucked up when he like teamed up with Japan. You know, that kind of went against his interests there. No, but you got you to gotta make a deal with the devil sometime. You know, you got you gotta make, to make an egg, you got to break a few omelets. <laughs> Is that the <laughs> I think so. But yeah, the, the prime minister of Australia, he was on holiday before the fires and he didn't come home. 
even though like they always get in we trouble for being on holiday <laughs> that's like a class yeah like we didn't really need him there like the emergency people were on it he didn't have to be there but he or like it's always good that coronavirus happened for his job because without it he would just be that guy that wasn't there when the country was burning down oh they love that shit yeah the fucking whenever like a new hot thing comes you should these guys are like yes yeah they love it oh that, yeah that was really his like redeeming his his point of redemption he's like i fucked up the fires but man i know i i, re- I can nail stopping immigration i can fucking <laughs> nail that you know yeah. a good old bit of australian racism oh yeah, yeah. no lo- <laughs> what don't let asians into the country we did that in 1980 we've Good already the classics, got the plans uh, let's reinstate I, it i always say that with uh, other country with japan because people are like you know my country's racist like we they don't want like have they want to have less muslims you're like japan's like we haven't had a muslim since 1942 <laughs> they, they're literally they're so old that they, they don't yeah. have enough workers and they're like you know you can't retire if we don't bring in people they're like no no no, i'm good oh i will uh i dig in the trench uh, like they don't give a fuck they're like okay whatever i'll work till i'm 150 as long as it meets the muslims all, so the, man, all those Asian countries are so so crazy and how like homogenous they they can be without anyone really getting angry at them. Oh yeah, you know? allowed to. They they well, I I I respect the fact that they have people of color in government and high positions. So I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> that's true. You know, did you know that ninety nine percent of their uh, parliament is a person of color? I mean, that's a progressive country. That's fucking diverse. I would say that's crazy you know? diverse. But yeah, this fucking underground thing I went to, I was literally like, yeah. it's it's not about the, it's more about, oh, I, people are over it. Like I, I just got a call and someone was like, yeah. yo, roll through, we're having this party. So some, they opened up the bottom of this fucking club and it was like one of those cool yeah. clubs with ping pong and everything like that. And there was like 25 people there. No one gave a shit. Everyone's like straight up like high fives and the whole thing. So, so that that's illegal there, right? Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a little bit of a bad boy. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking tough. So the, yeah, the business right. was breaking pong, the law? You are right. Ping pong is illegal. Yeah, they shouldn't have had that there. Well, well, as it should be. You know, they blew it with <laughs> coronavirus. Now there's no more Asian-influenced sport. <laughs> that's why, yeah, yeah. I did this uh, joke back in the day when I was saying, because they were getting the, the NBA. Um, yeah. I was saying if they were going to take the NBA out of China, then we should get rid of Chinese stuff here, like karate and fucking sex with blurry dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I was, I'm trying to write a joke, but I think it might be fucking dead by the time this shit ends and I can perform again of like, I think that, that uh, all Asian food needs to be restricted to like single ingredients. Like they've, right. they've blew it. You know, they're, they're putting too much shit into their food. Like they're yeah. putting bats in, that's, we get pangolins and that's how we get more viruses. So like, you know, we're going to start with rice and white we can rice. move on from there. Absolutely. Yeah, just white rice, you know, yeah. combination noodles. You've lost the privilege. It's, <laughs> it's beef or chicken. And there's no more mixing. <laughs> Dude, period. It's going to be so weird going back to stand up after this whole thing. When like, do you know, especially people that have like acts that, you know, aren't about anything important. Like, you know, the subway yeah. is weird and everyone's like, well, yeah, I mean, because of Corona, definitely. And you're like, no, yeah, true. The, the seats are wet. You're like, okay, well. No shit. All of that relatable stuff is going to be out because everyone's just going to be in their, their homes for so long. Yeah. Who the fuck I think, I think a, lo- a lot of us, I mean, myself included, I think a lot of us are going to be very bad when we come back. Because, you know, you take some, you take a little bit of time off stand-up if I take three weeks off, I get back on stage and I fucking feel that. 
I've never taken a year off stand up. I don't know no. what kind of act I'm going to be when I come back from that. No, we're all going to fucking suck dick at stand up. <laughs> yeah. But the only potential good thing is it might thin the herd enough that you're worse, but it also cut like a lot of people I out. Thought, I thought know? that what I thought was like, I think a lot of people during this time, and this might go for any interest, a lot of people are going to realize, oh, fuck, I hated that. Why did yes. I do that every <laughs> night? That was terrible. I was literally only right. in it for the social and the power and the gossip. I hate stand-up and I'm bad at it. I'm never going back. <laughs> and and that's great. That's kind of what I've been saying where it's like, you know, people are going to, you know, cause people are going to fucking watch move, you know, come home from their normal job and then like watch movies with their girlfriend and fucking go hang out with their friends. And like, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, this is better than what the fuck I was doing <laughs> out there. Like, what was I doing for the last eight years? Especially, I wasn't like, funny. Like, All I did was bully open micers. This is yeah. sad. Yeah, dude, I'm using my fucking like clout from doing this for 10 years to go do open mics and bomb instead of coming home and watching <laughs> eating chips on my fat belly. Like, who is this for? Like, yeah. Who does this benefit? And then also not fighting my like fucking girlfriend because I'm like, no, you don't get it. This is the dream, even though you're 42. Like, this is, yeah. a, this is over for some people. At it's least not about generally. making it, it's about the art. Yeah. And I, I know I'm not good about, I'm not, I'm not good at the art either, but it's <laughs> kind of not about that too. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> By the way, um, you've been, um, you've been probably one of the most productive people in this thing because, you know, you, this, this shit really does separate people that are fucking lazy and people that are not. Cause there's so many yeah. people that are like, I just don't have the time for this and that. And then you're like, you had three months to sit in your house and you, you've done nothing. So yeah. Or like you've done one thing and it's a piece of shit, but I saw you, you started a new studio. You got fucking, you got it cooking right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. There's, there's opportunity and everything. Like, when you do the online and the stand-up thing at the same time, it's so difficult because often, especially when you tour, the online thing just naturally has to kind of fall off a little bit because you got to do the shows and that's the most important thing. And stand-up's always number one. Do you just but bank, like, do you bank videos? Yeah, I try to bank content, but it doesn't always work. And because and stand-up is for me always the number one that often the online thing falls away. And I've always thought for like years, I'm like, man, if I could do just online for one year, I would fucking blow up so hard. Like I've been needing to focus on online content for a year, four or five years. You know yeah. what I mean? You so know what? Th I feel like this is that opportunity. See, I agree with you. But the one thing that is for me, cause you know, it depends on your type of content, but you're kind of a fucking troublemaker. And you know, I actually want to talk about that in a bit, but the stuff yeah. you do, it's like, it really does. Cause I, so I do agree with you that there's, especially for three months, but I think if it starts to get to six, seven months, you're going to fucking lose it because it, there's two ways you can go on the internet, right? It's like one, yeah. you kind of go like, you know, the mainstream and you kind of, you know, you almost appeal to like what you might call like a normie content or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you go the other way where you're kind of like being on the edge and your fringes. So, and if you're not in the stand-up clubs, like actually knowing what people want, I find it's hard to fucking straddle that line, right? You either go yeah. like full out, I'm just like, you know, bleh, Mr. fucking edgelord, or you go yeah. fucking the guy with a meme page because it's like, that's what gets you clicks, right? But if you lose your internal yeah. compass that's on stage, because you when you're on stage with real people, you're like, I know what the actual thing is for like how far you want to push it that I feel comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's a definitely interesting 
interesting thing. I think that I have a have a good gauge for that because I I started online a year before I started stand up. For me, I always I wanted to be a stand up, but I and I kind of fell into the online thing accidentally because I loved YouTube and all that kind of shit. So I've kind of been. Oh, I I just like like with all of the trolling and the fucking with people and causing controversies. Yeah. I just did that for fun by myself on like forums, like 4chan, like trolling shit. And then (laughs) Facebook fucking with people before Facebook had like good moderation. You could get away with a lot of shit. Like we would go and start arguments with people for no reason that we, this is before, this is before you were ever putting it on YouTube. Yeah. So this is like 2012 is when I fell into it. When I was like 18 in high school, we would just go in and start arguments with people and then screenshot the whole arguments of us, like being obnoxious or wrecking people or arguing for something (laughs) that's definitely wrong. And then we would just post that. And that's kind of how we got it going, but that was only for fun, just being an asshole to amuse myself. And then that was kind of my question. Started to get this audience. Um, And, and then it took me like the first thing you started posting arguments like just Uh, arguing uh, with random people on on facebook i think one of one of the this is like early early days of facebook when the moderation was shit so you didn't get banned for anything i remember even when they brought in banning we worked out that if you just kept clicking post it would just work (laughs) so it'd say you're banned for 24 hours and we would just go click 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 and it would go up anyway you could squeeze it through the algorithm yeah, it was. And I, one of the first stunts that I did, and this was like completely anonymously, there was this big, huge page that was sponsored by some hair beauty thing. And it was called Model Search. And they ran this competition every year that was fucking huge in Australia, where you would post a photo of yourself on their page. And if they picked you, you would become like the brand ambassador. And what I did was I created a fake model search page. And at that time on Facebook, you couldn't differentiate. There was no blue tick or anything. So (laughs) I would go on all of these like fan submitted things. I go, sorry, we don't want black people in our competition. You go on (laughs) and do a fat girl and go, sorry, you're over the weight limit. I'm Uh, I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) Yeah. We'd go to like this ugly girl, go, congratulations, you've won. (laughs) 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 And and literally did it for two Uh, hours on like hundreds and hundreds of posts. And then the page ends up going, going into lockdown it made like headlines for because everyone thought it was from that company then they had to like <laughs> shut down their whole page go through and delete all of my posts it took them three hours i used that three hours to organize 10 other friends to create <laughs> 10 other pages come on as soon as they launched it back up we did it and then model search never happened again <laughs> oh dude that's so fucking funny there's because that's what i was gonna say i was like how you got into it i was like were you someone that was always into that shit before and then it's because it sounds like because i yeah. remember literally doing all this shit like having we, me and my friends used to have so many fake dating sites and like, i remember being 14 right? yeah fucking like filming videos you know taking the the van out and just doing like a 40 point turn in front of a, a in front of like the the school bus because <laughs> like all the i remember uh in high school like one of our first big ones was taking the French teacher's uh, uh, DVD and replacing it with a porno. So she put the porn in <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back, we go, Oh, Miss Baldwin, you pervert. 
But that's yeah, so good. But that's yeah, you were because you're probably a little younger than me, so you're fucking did way more of that online. Where I'm out here with a fucking camera still when I was like twelve. Yeah, I I think that's I I think <laughs> that it was the online thing, and and I eventually just I made like a Facebook page <laughs> for myself just to kind of collate it. It was really just to like laugh with my friends. And then that started to get likes. And then a year into it, I was like, oh, what I'm doing is comedy. This is a thing. I could turn this into stand-up because I always wanted to do stand-up. Yeah. But I, I didn't really understand like how. And then I had this like tiny little audience. And then I was like, okay, well, I have this crowd, but I'm, I've never done stand-up. I want to do shows. So I started doing stand-up like open mics when, you know, when you're terrible and all that kind of stuff, like five nights a week. And yeah, I, was, and and like, I kept oh, it a secret. Fuck. This is a whole thing I got to do. It's completely <laughs> different. Hey, like being yeah. funny online is so different to being funny on stage. No, I, I was, I had my TV show in Canada and, and like success with this band before I did stand up too. So I kind of had, I'm just a little older than you, but I had the same similar kind of trajectory. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. You go out and you're like, people kind of know who you are and they like stack the lineups to make you bomb. If you're in the club, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, <laughs> like it fucking sucks. Yeah. And you have yeah. to, it's almost like you have to fucking, I mean, it's a, you're a funny dude. I bet you were like, I don't know if you went through the same thing, but you're like kind of fine at first. And then you, then you have to, you're like almost fine at first. And then I kind of sucked for like three years. Then I kind of like got good again. Dude, you know that's I mean? what happened to me. My first yeah. ever set, I did the comics lounge, which is like a comedy club. The only one in Melbourne and 500 people on a Friday night. I should not, that should not have been my first set, but they put me on cause they, they Fuck liked sucks, me dude. and they saw something and I went on and I smashed my first five minutes and I got off stage and I was like, I'm a fucking prodigy. I'm the best comedian ever. Yeah, this I is my first set. This, I'm yeah. going to be Dave Chappelle. And then my second set and my third, all the way up to like my first year, I was fucking terrible. You're just in the middle of fucking a stool, having like a moment to yourself. Like, yeah. this, fucking, this, this was some mashing last night in front of 500 people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just need to come. That'll be the punchline. Oh, fuck. But yeah, yeah but it's, sucks, it's, it is funny. You know what else I was going to say about, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but because with the the getting good and stuff, I wanted to ask you this too, because because you're fucking, mm. you're like, uh, you've got sort of like a bad boy image too. Like I seen you wear like a leather jacket and all that shit and rings like I do. Did you have to Oh, fucking- absolutely, bro. I got it in my fucking closet. I got the rings yeah. over there. It's all happening. You're just <laughs> the Canadian me, dude. Rock and roll, homie. <laughs> but did I felt like when I, because you know, people fucking hate on that shit and you're like, wow, whatever. But then mm. I always find when people are like, yo, fuck, you look fucking stupid. And you're like, whatever, I'm good at stand-up comedy, so that's all that matters. But it's almost like when I fucking, when I started, I had to like tone down my image and everything to figure out stand-up. Yeah. And then once I like got good again and I was killing all the time, it's like, then I started, I, like, I pulled out the drawer with the rings and I was like, we're back, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you got to do that. You got to get, once you get the skills, it's like, you can put a, the image a lot of back people, on. Yeah, but like, it's like, what do you want? Do you want me to fucking get on in a t-shirt and jeans like every other fucking comedian? You got to look like something. A lot of a lot of people to, yeah. and a lot of comics are like, oh, you having a an image and a look is bad. It's like, okay, guy <laughs> with brown hair that was funny because that's the only thing the punter's going to remember. Oh, that dude with the glasses right. is good. It's like, be someone so that your material can shine and be remembered. Yeah, it's also people fucking hate effort, period, right? It's like- you know, it's, yes. it's, it's like, and I get that. And you know, there's a, you know, there is, that's why some, sometimes the, the new fucking stuff's so confusing where everyone's like, you got to hustle hard. And it's like, 
you know, half the people are like, Ugh, anyone who tries hard is a fucking loser. And half the people are like, anyone who's not working from eight to eight. It's like, can, yeah. can there be an a middle ground? It's like, you're I, either I work 24 hours, I haven't slept a blink, or like, I don't know, I'm just fucking so amazing. You've got, you've got to work efficiently. Like, Otherwise, you, you're just like a, a Japanese businessman that works hard for his family and then gets to 50 and shoots himself. Right. Do you have, because you seem like, <laughs> You know, and when I saw you got that put it setting up your studio, I was getting jealous because I used to have that in Canada. I had like a fucking studio with my boys. Yeah. We called it the pirate ship. We had like a bunch of reds <laughs> and we had like, an, uh, we had like 10 different cameras, all the lights, everyone had some gear. So we had like six different yeah. offices. By the end, there was like 12 of us there, just all fucking dirty dog, like filmmakers that yeah. used to be fucking whatever, skateboarders and band guys and shit. But everyone's doing cool shit. And then when I came to New York, it's like, you know, I kind of started over and I saw you setting that up, which people, I, actually, I met a guy from Australia when I was doing Helium Comedy Club and he was, I was, I was, this is when I, cause me and you were chatting on, uh, on Instagram and stuff. And I was telling yeah. him, I just like, do you know him? And he was like, he said, you were kind of like the, uh, Amer uh Australian Andrew Schultz. That's how he kind of like explained. <laughs> oh, that's cool. cool. That's nice. Dude, he just did that. He's just set up a fucking big studio in Brooklyn. It's like, you're setting up your fucking studio. You got your thing. And I remember hearing you mention that, you know, you got to have somewhere where you go to work and somewhere where you, where you live. And I think that's super yeah. important to systemize things, right? Like, so do you, are you, how, how, how much do you actually systemize things in your life where you're like, this is what I do this day, this is what I do at this time? Yeah, I, I try to do that as much as possible because like you, you have to work efficiently because it's like, yeah, working hard is cool. But if your definition of working hard is like ramming your face against the wall, that right. is hard. Yes. But are you achieving anything other than a headache? Um, so I, I tried it to structure well, it's it. Efficiency so like, and yeah, effectiveness I've, is important too. You can't just be efficient. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh, I got so much done. Look at all this I got done. And you're like, what was it? Like I just wrote like fucking my name over and over again on a paper, like fucking 8,000 <laughs> times. But you yeah. look at the pro like how much got done. Like it has exactly. to too, right? You yeah. So I hard on the wrong thing. I try to structure my shit. So I, 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 I've got my solo podcast spearhead Sundays that I do once a week. And then I got Luke and Lewis that I do twice a week. And then I try to do two videos on my main channel a week as well. I generally hit one, but I'm trying to do two and it just do comes down to like, uh, no, I'll do them like, uh, separate days, but I'll, but I also kind of worked out a really good thing to do is to just, if you can figure out a format that you can pre film, like something that's not topical, but still funny. Like I got some series called cooking without instructions where I just try and cook shit, but I don't have a recipe. I got all the ingredients, but none of the instructions. Yeah. And like, that's funny whenever, you know what I mean? As long as I'm not talking about like, oh, here's why Reagan's a bad president in the middle of the episode. <laughs> I'm good. That can come out whenever. Hey, what are some <laughs> of your tips for people for efficiency? What's like, do you have any good ones? Uh, bro, put your phone in a different room. That, yeah, that, that thing is cancer. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to do that. It's, it's so hard because like when you're making social media, content for social media, it's almost like scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and YouTube is work. It kind of is because you've got like to yeah. understand what other people are talking about and what's in I'm and sure all that any kind of job shit. can convince themselves that that's the case. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, right. So One of the big I try things, to, yeah, sorry. I, I, the, I look at it in the morning and then I throw it away and I do some writing and then I'll fucking bring it back up because I, I often found myself just scrolling forever and I'm like, oh, I'm being productive because I'm understanding news. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're looking at tits, bro. Let's be real. Do you know what I think that's true that with you two that like, it seems like you do where I try to say, okay, there, there's a thing where it's like, you know, standups will be like, you know, I'm always just thinking of jokes all the time or whatever. And the same way that you said, you know, I have the, I'm going to keep the work in the studio. And then when I go home, I'm not going to think of that point of it. Right. So in the yeah. short term, you're actually worse off to say, you know what? Like for me, I try to say, I'm only going to write two hours every day for stand up. That's what I used to do in the morning. And I try to do all my like yeah. creative before one. That's what I used to think of. So in the short term, that's actually worse because a lot of times you're like, you know, if I'm full focused all in, you know, I'd be thinking all day long. It's like, but in the long term, you're going to be better off because you have a more sustainable system. So I try to kind yeah, of, you burn out that like, yeah. that's a real thing. I remember like when I say your I parameters like my, for whatever your job is that like in a way that matters, right? Yeah. You have to, you have to be careful with your brain. Cause if you want, if you want to be doing this for like fucking, whether it's music or whatever, if you want to be doing it for like 50 years is what you're looking at. You, you need to like it. It can't be a chore. And if you're doing it 18 hours a day, you're going to kill yourself. No, and you're going to kill the There's no way to do it. I know. That's, that's <clears> one thing I've been trying to, like, even with videos sometimes, like, and again, you've been giving me a lot of tips with that stuff. That's kind of one of the things we were first talking about because I'm just like, you know, I just started all my fucking YouTube and everything when I moved here. Right. But the, yeah. literally, um, the, I'll, I'll like make four videos and I'll be like, I'll say, I'll put them out on Monday. And then you're like, Oh, maybe I'll just put this out. This is like, stick to your fucking schedule. This is like a long yeah. thing, but it's just so tempting to just be like, well, I made more. Why don't I put out more? It's like, because the reason you made more was to fucking save you time next yes. week, you fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I do that all do the it. time. I'm like, or, or the other thing is like, I'll make four and then I'll keep my schedule, but I'll be like, man, I've made four videos. I don't have to do anything. It's like, no, oh. can't. This is when you work. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why that's you did those. So you had the time to get the next four done, you idiot. Yeah, dude, I'm, I even feel like even talking about this right now, I always go back and forth. I'm like, is it because is it cool that like, should you just fucking be the guy that works really hard, doesn't tell anyone and then you show up and you're like, I don't know, I don't even write stand up. I just fucking think of it all on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so many stand ups do that. And they're like, this guy and then all the new stand ups and people will believe it. Like this guy says he doesn't even write. I'm like, he's fucking lying to you, you stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but for sure. There was a what? Hey, because you have a girlfriend, you said, right? Yeah. How, what do you think of, uh, do, do you go back? Did you used to go back and forth efficiency wise? Like, and I feel like people in every career I've go back. I used to go back and forth so much of like, fuck, like, is this the move? Should I have a girl or am I worse off with yeah. a girl? I don't like, uh, before I tell you my perspective, what do you, what's your like t take on that? Do you, have you, is that something you had to like struggle with sort of? Initially, so I've been with my girl for, for since I was, uh, 18. So a oh, really so long huge. time. So I haven't really had much single perspective, but my initial perspective was, man, girls get in the way. And I had a real whore period in my life. That 18 years, I was when I had the social media following, I had a real whore period. They in fucking and fucking pipe? And, oh, I, I, <laughs> oh, I was no, 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 I was, no, 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 a whore period in that I was dating one whore from 14 to 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I uh, was doing that and it did get in the way, but then I found the right person and, and it, it, she made it better and was able to help, I yeah. suppose. And, and also I think having someone that genuinely gives a fuck and knows who you are 
can often go, hey, you're wasting your life doing this bullshit when you could be doing that. Don't you see when you do this, it makes you do that? So often, you know, having someone who gives a fuck about you can direct you in a positive way. But then you could also have someone uh, like Yoko Ono who directs you in the (laughs) incorrect way. I've seen that Uh, so much, man. Right? So yeah. you got to be real careful. I think I have the opposite of Yoko, but I've seen a lot of fucking Yokos going around. I think what For I sure. have is very rare. And guys don't know how to handle it. I kind of like, I kind of, there's two parts. One, the first part is like, there's a, a bit of it where it is the long game thing before. It's like, I used to be like, fuck, I'm, I'm better when I'm like this and better like that. And I'm like, it's fucking marginal. And over a long period of time, none of that's going to matter. As long as you fucking mm. do the work, it's going to fucking even out probably in the end part. If you yeah. actually, if you actually are doing the work, the, these little bits of, you know, or maybe I'm more inspired when I'm whatever, that's marginal. Right. So if you do the yeah. work, you're fine either way. And then the second part, I was kind of like, I think this is probably the best way. I was just thinking of this yesterday, so that's why I'm like bringing it up. But yeah, it's almost like, you know, moving to a new country and stuff like that. It probably there were benefits of being single and stuff like that. Like there was benefits of being able to have no one to account for. But when you're systemizing yeah. things <clears throat> the way you are uh, and the way that I have at lots of periods in my life, you know, um, is when you're saying like, I'm going to do this at this time, this at this time, when you're, when you're in a fucking structured movement and you know, whether that's a job or whatever it yeah. is trying to build, I think that's better with a girlfriend. But when you're like, yeah, oh, I don't know if I'm doing this or I'm doing this, I'm doing this. It's hard to have a girl when you don't know what you want to work hard on yet. But once yes. you have the thing and it's right and you just have to like do the work, you know what I mean? And, and mm. kind of uh, stay focused. I think a girl can help a lot of ways. I, yeah, I think so. I think I, yeah, you're right in the terms of like, of fitting it in when you have like just one person rather than seven people who aren't really, aren't really your people. You're just chasing pussy. It's like, you know, maybe instead of doing that podcast, you'd be like, you know what? I reckon I'd rather try anal. And that fucks your <laughs> podcast. And what's really more important? And then here? your fucking butthole's in trouble because you thought exactly you classic. Yeah, and then and and also it's kind of the same thing we're talking about before, where it's like, dude, like Drake, fucking Drake said, you want to get anything done, you gotta stay away from pussy. But when you're systemizing things and you're like, okay, I'm gonna try to be productive. It's like, if you fucking if you have one chick, you can put this in like boxes and be like, Hey, I'm not thinking about yeah. it right now. When you're all, when you have no chicks and puss, you can always be fucking a new chick or whatever. <laughs> it's never yeah. over. It's like, you never reach the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, I can't be like, for example, I can't have popcorn because I know that once I st- it's like, I just have to give myself a lot of chair and that's the end of, you know, there's certain things you're like, once I stop, I'm a fiend buddy. Exactly. Exactly. So you, yeah, yeah. You start if you get away from a girlfriend, you're just going to be chasing seven of them endlessly, and it might yeah. make you a little bit better at stand up because you want to get laid that night. But it's it's not too. Yeah, but you'll be doing getting laid your career. Jokes. Dude, you're yeah. getting get doing getting laid jokes. Dude, that's that's why like I literally have an audience of like mostly men and fucking people yeah. are like, oh, a lot of girls people will come up to me and be like, you know, especially chicks I'm dating, I'll be like, oh fucking, you probably have so much pussy because of stand up. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Zero. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking zips. If I find a fucking getting pussy act, I would. My whole act yeah. is like fucking trashing women and like, you know, whatever. I even when I'm single, I like the periods I'm single, I still fucking talk about being in a relationship just because I don't want to fucking change my persona every time I, you know, whatever. 
But uh, and I don't Dude, want. I don't know if you struggle with this, but I have a lot of gay dudes that want to fuck me. That's like really? uh, whenever what, if, if I ever post a photo <laughs> of me looking nice and I feel great, most of the comments, like thirsty ones, are all from dudes. It's <laughs> Australian, and it makes me go, gay, yeah. "I'm wasting my effort here." Yeah, but you could just suck his dick as a joke. Just some fucking bloke humor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a platonic blowjob, and that's cool, and that's why my girlfriend's, you know, so good because she allows that. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> a blowjob. <laughs> ah, fuck. Hey, you know what I want to – okay, I want to talk about because, you know, it, it's always fucking uh, super cool to me when – because you're – you've caused, like – you've done so much uh, stunts that have gotten like so much media attention, which kind of reminds me of the original. Uh, like, remember when your stuff is obviously like, and you know, some of your big ones, actually, let me just say this before. So if people can know what I'm talking about, you had like three or four, you know, if not way more huge stories where you pranked the media and it essentially yeah. became these like big news stories. And like one of them, for example, was you convinced uh this like news outlet to run a story about how you're dating your step stepsister. You pretended you were like a famous fashion uh, photographer and got like a place to run a story about you. And then you prank yeah. fucking rebel news to me as it, as it pretended that you were a member of Antifa. So you've had all yeah. these huge fucking trolls, which I, to me, that shit's fucking just like my favorite, favorite shit. So to yeah. the question before we even get into it more and cause that's, I don't know if you know, but that's like, I mean, that's kind of probably why we got along even when we first talked at first, because it's like mm. me and you have been doing the same shit, like all my TV shows were that and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Who were you, who was your guys when you were growing up that you were like, my fucking dudes uh, of the people that did that shit of like causing oh, trouble and stuff? Bro, I, you might not know them because they're Australian, but I think they're oh. best in the world. The, the Chasers. Have you heard of them? Probably no, who's that not. guy, Remy something? Is he Australian? Remy Gallard, he's French. Ah, that dude, he's French. Yeah, yeah. Right. he's very funny. I watched him when I was younger, but the Chasers were my guys, and they're still doing the this shit. They did crazy, like they did fucking next level crazy shit. Like the I'm biggest thing down. they ever did, there was, um, dude, you'd love it. <laughs> Google it. All their clips are on YouTube. Chasers War and Everything was their main show that they did. That was that really in- inspired me. Um, <clears throat> the the main thing they did. Uh, do you know the Apex Summit? Do you no. know about that? So I don't really know what it's about, but it's like all the world leaders, they meet up and they talk about, uh, I don't know, shit. It's the Illuminati. Maybe they're wearing goat heads and fucking kids. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, all of the like world leaders mm-hmm. meet and it's, and it's like the biggest security the event Apex of the year. Men's play at the DJ duo. That's what. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Um, but it's like the biggest security event of the year, like whenever they do it. And this time they held it in Australia. And so what the chaser did was it was like America, Australia, all of these huge world leaders in one spot. And the chasers, uh, they got a limo, they dressed up in suits and they put Canadian flags on it. Uh, and they drove into this APEC meeting. Now, Canada was not invited to this meeting at all. They get through all of the security checkpoints uh, driving all the way through it, like a giant security like yeah. failure. If this was a terrorist, like the, your president would be dead, like actually. <laughs> so it, the the biggest security fail ever, just some dickheads with Cana- put Canadian flags on a car and got led into like the most secure meeting of all time. And then they get in there and they realize that, oh, if we actually go in, this is like 
an international crime will do jail time. So they go, oh, right. let's turn around. And then so they start turning the limo around. Security sees nothing wrong with I this. I think like, I oh, do yeah, remember this obviously. now. I think I do remember this, by the way. I think it was global news because yeah. of how fucking crazy it was. And then they go, oh, well, hang on. If we just go in and do a U-turn, that's not funny. We need to do a skip. So then they go, all right, let him out. And one of them comes out of the the limo dressed in like as Osama bin Laden beard, <laughs> turban, the white shit. There's snipers on the roof, fucking everywhere, security everywhere. And this so dude just dressed, comes out dressed as the Taliban. He's lucky he didn't get his brains blown out. And it was just like worldwide news fucking everywhere for months of like, how did Australia fuck security up this bad? And we'll <sighs> never get APEC ever again because of that. Yeah, dude. Whenever people yeah. put it fucking on the line like that, Jackass, Sasha Baron Cohen were pretty good like that. Have you ever, have yeah. you ever been in one where you've got punched and shit? Uh, no, not where I've been punched. Um, I got into, I've been in some dangerous ones. Like when I, I went to like, uh, some Marxist communist conference I've thing. seen that one, yeah. Yeah, so I went to that one and, and like I was followed for fucking two hours and like threatened and all that kind of shit. You went there with a fuck Bernie around. Sanders t-shirt, a real rebel fucking loose Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, absolutely. You know, I, I just, I just went in there going, hey, shave your armpits maybe. Um, <laughs> but that one was probably my most dangerous one. Why, what was oh, it? no, was it I've been arrested before. I've been arrested before. That was fun. Um, I don't know. I've done a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Pedophilia. Well, this is an Epstein thing. It's actually nothing to do with this, but. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was on the flight logs and, you know, it, there was very credible <laughs> evidence, but uh, I, I managed to sneak into Jeffrey's cell and sorted it out. So I'm at all good. <laughs> so what happened when you got arrested? What was that one for? So that one was like one of my really early ones. So in Australia, there was this really big boy band and they were huge online. I'm and wet, they already. organized... Uh, they organized this meetup uh, where it was very smart. They went to like Federation Square, which is like uh, our, our Times Square, I guess. Uh, and they got all of their fans to come with signs that said Janoskians on Ellen. Janoskians is their band name. Okay. Uh, to, and they wanted to film that and then send it into Ellen DeGeneres so that they could go on the show as guests because she was doing shit like that. That's the so, dream, yeah. I see that and I'm like, I can fucking ruin this. And I go and I organize Rape a meetup of my fans on, on the same day at the same place. And I tell them to bring signs <laughs> that are so offensive. It couldn't go on TV. <laughs> so uh, I'm expecting like, initially I was like, Oh, there'll be like 150 girls there for the boy band. And there'll be like 20 of my people. And we'll have signs that say fuck on it. Yeah. I get there. There's 300 <laughs> girls. There's 150 people for me. Yeah. And there is 200 riot police separating <laughs> the two groups because all of these fan oh, girls called the cops on me. And the cops are there, you know, <laughs> looking to arrest me. So I show up. I'm like, I can't do any crimes like now. Like the Capulets and the Montagues over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the cops show up and they start, like, ripping up all of these offensive signs and fining people for, like, <laughs> offensive behavior and shit. Like, people just, rubbed like, up as signs ripping with them cocks up. on them. <laughs> and they're like, and, and I they're, went to cop school for this. It's five years. I know. Academy. <laughs> The girls are all swearing at us. The, the boy band is fucking fuming. My girlfriend is, she's a girl. So she goes into the girls and she gets on stage with the boy band, holds up this sign that says some fuck shit on it. 
everyone starts booing her. And then eventually, uh, because all these, all of my people had signs, they wanted me to sign them. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and there's this sign that's like, as long as a tall man of just a giant, incredibly detailed cock. And I'm like, dude, I got to sign that. Yeah. So I sign it. And then, because I was touching the sign, it was in my possession. So I was in possession of offensive oh, no. stuff. So then the cops, they, they go and they pull me away and they, they're like, what's your name? What's your address? And you legally have to tell them. And I remember thinking, well, look, either I could tell them my name and go back in the crowd or I could get arrested and that would be very funny. Yeah, so I'm for, like, the, for the thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, no comment. I'm not telling you anything. And they go, right, you're under arrest. And oh, you're by like, the way, I'm also, away, I'm, uh, during this time, I'm dressed as like a Dragon Ball Z character. Which as well. is even funnier, yeah. <laughs> so I've got my hands behind my back and it was my birthday at the time. So I start singing, <laughs> Get me happy birthday. And Come everyone <laughs> starts singing happy birthday. And then I get taken away. And then the whole thing turns into a fucking riot because I was keeping everything calm. Because, you know, we're fucking with the boy band, not their fans. They're young yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as I'm gone, people start throwing piss. <laughs> um, wow. And then, and then the riot police, you know, they come in and they shut the whole event down and they didn't get on Ellen and I got a $550 <laughs> fine and banned from the city for three How many weeks. followers do you get though? That's the real question. Quite a few. That's what really matters. I also got sunburnt, but it was worth it. Oh, fuck, dude. That's amazing. What do you think's the most controversial of uh, the ones where you got, I guess, and what I mean by that is prob probably the one that got the most like media attention. Uh, but, uh, but in a negative way, like where people were mad at you, like, you know, sometimes, cause I've, you know, I've had a few over the years where you, I stepped over the line and people were like, dude, not okay. And you're like, all right, well, whatever. But what was the one where like you, you got maybe not the most media attention, but the most like yeah. people being like fucking lose a piece of shit, that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it was when I made this, <laughs> I have a stand up bit about it. It's on my YouTube. If you search the dream world theme park accident, it'll come up with my joke that got a lot of people I took angry. An innocent shit on a woman in a wheelchair. How am I supposed to know she was 95? <laughs> so we have this theme park called dream world and there was a log ride and um, <laughs> I won't spoil you turn the it joke, into a wet dream world. Uh, basically they go on the ride. Hey guys, I've got a prank here. <laughs> We're going to come on families. That was the, that was the plan. People were like, Oh, the coming on mothers and dads. That's all good. But I don't know about their kids. That's a bit much. Just quickly uh, before you say it, the, yeah. the, if you, I don't know if you remember the show, Jamie Candy experiment, but they did no. a show that was a bad prank show. And, that, and then they got yeah. a test audience to watch this terrible prank show. And one of the one, the pranks was someone would be taking a shit and they would come and kick the door down and pie them in the face. <laughs> and then they're showing it. It's like, you know, when you're taking a dump, that's the last place you'd expect to see a clown. A clown kicks the door out and pie in the face. <laughs> And then the audience is like, I hate it. And another one was someone was walking by and then the guy's on the roof and he just pisses on them. And they go, when you gotta yeah. go, you gotta go. And it's just like the worst fucking prank. That's, so fucking funny. That's yeah, great. Yeah. And anyway, so the actual okay, yeah. prank was on the audience watching yeah, this terrible yeah, yeah. prank. Watching the terrible that's prank. That's so good. <laughs> Fuck, that's, a good, that's a funny idea. Yeah, it's a funny, so, like, yeah. The, the dream world. So these people get on this log ride and it flips over malfunctions and like four people die. 
and and like the the day it happened, I go out and I tweet. Imagine standing in line for three hours just to die on the worst ride at Dreamworld. Come on, that's some Logan like, Paul style, eh? <laughs> the, the day the day it happened, and then it, I got so much backlash, and I I made a bunch of follow up jokes, and then I turned that double down that reaction. Oh, I doubled down for sure. It was funny as the first joke wasn't <laughs> that funny, but the few follow-ups were absolute zingers. I won't ruin them because it's on my channel if you want to watch the bit. Right. But uh, that got me into a lot of trouble. But also, it got me a lot of people going who love the dark humor shit. Yeah. So, easy trade for me, I think. Have you ever had anyone where you fucked with people and like, and you felt bad for it, where you're like, ah, that was fucking that that sucked. <laughs> I have one that. I'll tell you about after. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll tell you about after. I got one that uh, that's Dude, fucked that uh, me and my I, friends I don't when, like. When we started doing like my, so I, my TV show, Ryan Long is Challenged, I made that with yeah. like my boys that were all fucking yeah. skateboard dudes. Like we did a bunch of hidden camera and we're literally like, I guess we'll put a camera here. Like we hadn't done any yeah. of this. Like I've, yeah. I'd watched, you know, the Tom Ali G show. I've watched all these shows and just guessed how they probably did things. So we, yeah. you know, we were getting some of our guests on Craigslist. We were getting some of them from here. Yeah. You know, we had, we were just, we were really winging it. You know what I mean? So one of the sketches mm. we did was we brought these three old ladies. So the bit was that we wanted to make a, a, a a sketch, a show that was better than Ellen's. That was because we were making fun of Ellen yeah. and the whole, it's a complicated yeah. thing, but the bit was we were going to show these ladies my show and then show them Ellen's and prove that they liked mine better. So the first yeah. one we could tell that the girl liked Ellen. So we made her leave. So the one guy's like, you have to leave. And then the other lady, what we did was we offered her a bagel and then or something. And then when she ate the bagel, we filled the room up with smoke and fart bombs and then came in and accused her of farting. And then we're like, Oh Jesus Christ. So when she's watching Ellen, we fucking accused her of farting and did all this stuff. We go, Oh my, that fucking that bagel went right through you. And then she's like, so anyways, she's a fucking 70 year old lady where the place she's coughing and what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then, so she, she lit, we finished this thing and we're all like, you know, this was, yeah. we're like, this is hilarious. But then don't forget they leave. And we, a lot of shows, the whole bit is you go, yeah, sorry, you were on a prank show, but we didn't do yeah. any of that. We just like, they left it. They, a lot of times they'd go. So yeah, you just treated them like shit. And they fucked them off. Right. And a lot of times what we would do was the the people on the crew, and this is what we came up with, like the production manager who was like my boy Trevor, he would go, yeah. yeah, Ryan Long's a piece of shit. Like this show sucks. Like we don't even want to be working <laughs> on it. Or that was what we came up with. Like they'd yeah. be like, what the fuck just happened? And be like, listen, we don't, your, your guest is as good as mine. Like Ryan's a fucking idiot. And I would go wait in the van and they would be yeah. like, yeah, we're sorry. Like, yeah, like this show sucks. But instead of saying like you were on a prank show and then have them be in like, well, I don't want you to air that, you know? So anyway, yeah, yeah. that's, that's what we, the best way we come up with. But anyways, I mean, that works. I think that's better that. than yeah. saying you've been tricked because then they're like, oh, well, as long as everyone else thinks this guy's an idiot, I'm all good. I win. Right. Exactly. So we kind of, so we avoided that. And then what happened was afterwards, the lady fucking, she was, she started crying. Oh, <laughs> and then, oh no. And she, she's like 70. So we're, I've had a few <laughs> You made someone's grandma cry. 
And the other two ladies are even worse. The other two ladies, because the joke was, we could tell who liked Ellen and we're like, she's got to go. You know, that was the bit. But they didn't know anything. Yeah. So they were sitting there and then we came and we like, we only have one viewing station, so you have to leave. They've been waiting there for five hours. They go to sit to watch this and we go, yeah, you have to go. And they're like, why? We're like, we just only have one laptop, so you have to leave. And they're like, why don't we just, I'll, she'll watch it and then I'll watch it. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. So you got to go. And then we just let, like, yeah. it was, so, and we didn't tell them any. So the lady that started crying called the production manager after and she goes, you know, I just got diagnosed with cancer like a fucking month ago and I've been going through a lot and this has brought me so much stress and we're like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you want us to do. Like, sorry. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't even know what you're asking. It's like, yeah, that really sucks. We're like, me and my fucking stupid friends are making our stupid TV show. Oh, we don't know what fun. we're doing. And we're sorry you just got cancer and we made you cry. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, so, that's so bad because she didn't yeah, want Yeah, it kind of bummed me out. You're like, oh, to, that sucks. She just wanted to communicate that you really hurt her. Yeah. And, that's, and she doesn't want anything. She just wants you to know. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you're even asking. She's just like, yeah, I just want you to know that that was like the worst experience and you guys should be ashamed of yourself. Like, made me cry and blah, blah. And like, yeah. I, would you ever care? I, my first instinct was to tell her, be like, it was a malfunction. Like, what are we supposed to, like, <laughs> it was a smoke yeah. malfunction. What We didn't, see, if you stopped farting, it wouldn't <laughs> go down with the lie. <laughs> I, I had another one where I fucking, this was kind of the, the funniest ones where, so the bit was mm. I wanted to start a fashion line. So I broke into a super famous Canadian fashion line and I was selling these pair of yeah. pants where you had a fake dick in the pants to make your dick look bigger and they were called Python yeah. pants. So I went to yeah. this super famous fucking fashion designer and I sat there and I was like, hey, we have a meeting with them and blah, blah. And they're like, who? And we're like, oh, it's for Python pants. He'll know. And then as soon as the girl walked, we just like, let's go. So we ran up and like ran into the guy's yeah. office. He's like, you know, the head of fucking the equivalent of like Ralph Lauren for Canada. It was called Harry Rosen, right? Yeah. Huge brand. Yeah. Walked into his office and then the guy's like, what the fuck is this? And we're like, hey, we're selling this pants. He's like, get the hell out of my office. He's like, listen, I'll just show it to you. And then it's like, you're throwing away money here, man. You know, that's whatever. The bit is that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be yeah. retarded not to take this deal. This is the, you know, yeah. the next thing. Anyway, security comes, kicks us out. It's a big thing. They get their lawyers, call the fucking network. They say well, they're suing and all this stuff. And the network like pulled the show until we oh, fucking. No. And then. So I'm like, this is like the worst day of my life. My fucking show gets pulled off the air. And like, I'm like, yeah. the network didn't have the balls. And I'm like, what do you think I was making? And then, so anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you thought you hired? You idiot. Right. And then my dad, this is so bizarre, but my dad randomly went to high school with the guy. And I was telling mm. my dad, he, he's, he doesn't obviously like this. You know, he's not like my favorite. Yeah. Like he didn't want to be a part of it. Like, but whatever. And then I was like, Hey, could you get me his number? Cause like, this is a big, and he's like, yeah, I think so. Cause he knew a guy that knew him. So my dad randomly yeah. got his number. So I call this guy and I'm like, Hey, I, I just want to speak to you. I was from the show that came in and I know you guys have this lawsuit. Like, I'm just hoping we can reach an agreement. And he goes, you piece of shit. I go click. <laughs> <laughs> he starts, he starts yelling and screaming at me. He goes, this is the oh, worst so you rector that you ever stepped foot. I go, hack. Like, so I, I just I go, I guess I'll try to fucking fight it in the And then eventually. I they, mean, that's not the best move you could have made. You broke into the cunt's no, office and then you get his phone number. You're I'm stalking him at that point. Isn't that, that's how fucking stupid I am. You know, yeah. literally it, is, like, it is fucking funny. All that kind of shit. Like when you walk into those situations, it's, it's all, it's all, also like when you do things 
where you can't reveal like a lot of my stuff is like I do it and then I, I exfiltrate and they have no idea until the video comes out. I always sometimes wonder of like, I wonder how that made them like how that affected them. Cause like the, the Marxism one video I did got like one and a half million views, I think. And the video was awesome. A lot of those uh, are in like Australia and they're like a real famous Marxist, uh, organization in uh, Australia. They're troop, always they handing troop? out pamphlets. <laughs> yeah. They're like a troop. I think they work with Stalin personally. Um, or they're at least bar- they have the same diet bark- as him. They're always, they're always barking for their fucking Marxist troop. <laughs> I know. And uh, yeah, they're always handing out pamphlets and shit. And I, I always think like, man, they must get recognized a lot because they had some very distinct haircuts right. and bodies. Yeah, that shit fucking... It's like a... It is a fucking weird thing when you're like going down with the lie till the end. Cause a lot of people yeah. say too, I don't know if you're like this, but they go, a lot of people will be like, man, you're so good at keeping a straight face. And I'm like, I'm actually not like, I've, I've had lots of times where I've like broken in the thing and they're like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, what, what? You're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> because we're having such a good time together. Yeah, hey, we're, we're having such a good time talking about fucking this very serious topic. What do you mean? You're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck yeah but i wasn't i i was i i'm very good at keeping a straight face for a shorter period of time but when it, whenever i have to do those one-on-ones they they are difficult yeah a little bit dude it's fucking especially when you gotta actually someone was telling me recently he wanted me to kind of get involved in this thing and um he, he I don't know. I can't, I guess I shouldn't say that much too much about his project, but basically it was kind of like a, a half thing, half prank. And he wanted me to be like the main guy in it. They would, it was like a movie that he was trying to build or whatever. And then I yeah. kind of, and it was like, it was going to be one of those things where they're, they're pranking people or whatever. Right. But some of the people that were going to be pranked, mm. it was going to be like a three, four day long prank. And I was like, you can't really do that, dude. Like, it's one thing to, but then another thing. Four like, days is a lot. In a hotel with the person, like the cameras are off, and like find out about their family, and like you know what I mean. Like this, yeah. To to re, to spend like a night with someone, go to dinner with him and the crew, and everyone that's there true. is like, that's oh, a, that's too much time. At, at what point does that become like a, an FBI agent deal? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's like not even often you FBI agents like can't do that show. shit. Yeah, they go they go undercover in like bikey clubs and I heard about one guy, his his mum died, he's been in this bikey gang for six months, they're all so nice to him, he starts to forget that he's a cop. He's like, you know what? Maybe these guys are my real friends. They were so nice to me when mum died. And then yeah, yeah. his boss is stuck going, Pull him out, pull him out. Yeah, you're too deep in the game. Yeah. That shit wouldn't happen. No, I know. So it, it, there's just no way that I would fucking, I, I would be able to like do that for two or three days. It's, and also it's like, yeah, like how good of an actor do you think I am? I'm like fucking yeah. pretty funny, but I'm not like this fucking <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis where I'm putting on this four day long performance of like pretending to be someone I'm not like a psycho method acting and shit. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I found a, a lot of when I, when I did my series in America, like fucking with people, I found, I love that I by the way, dude. Oh, thank you. I I found I didn't have to be a good actor uh, or a good liar. They were just like, oh, well, he's Australian, so he must be telling the truth. Dude, the accent accent masks a lot. It helps a lot. It masks so much, dude. I agree. You know what's funny? Because I've... I've not done exactly that, but it's, I think everyone who does this stuff, which isn't that many people you have, if you're from a different country, like, you know, it crosses your mind to be like, 
hey, I'll do my my country in America. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not from here. And I, I've been kind of, I've pitched some version of me being like an immigrant here, like, and then playing like a really yeah. dumb Canadian. There actually used to be a really yeah. funny show called Talking to Americans. It was this Canadian, Rick Mercer. Who I like kind of a, you know, a guy I talked to a bit. And he, uh, he had this, he would go to Americans and being like, Hey, what do you think about the fact that Canada's on the 23 hour clock? Like, should we change it to the American? And they'd be like, Oh, if Canada's yeah. on 23, you got to get to 24 hour. Like that's yeah, yeah. the stand. And you know, he would do all these things like that. But so I watched yours and it was fucking so funny. And the way that you, you said, uh, <laughs> when you say you go, you're like, which one of these is trans? And then it was, yeah. Was it true question? Go, which yeah, which one of the these was our, I had three faces up. Yes. I, I go, which one of these three people was our first trans politician? And two of them are real politicians, a male and a female. And then one of them was like a real famous Australian comedian. And, <laughs> right. and that was the, cause we were talking about it. That was what it was. Yeah. And then, and then they, they go, people start guessing, they start guessing the woman and I go, Oh, that's good. It was actually a trick question. Uh, Tony Abbott, the male transitioned into Julia Gillard and then <laughs> became our prime minister. And they were like, Oh, that's so crazy. And I was like, yeah. And uh, they're both real politicians, but they're separate people. Yeah. <laughs> so that that one was probably one of my my favorite jokes of like. Which oh, one that of was what I, when I was when I was watching that. That was the one I was impressed with. That was kind of like one of the you never you know when you watch someone you're like oh this guy's good. I kind of had one of those like ooh yeah yeah yeah. It's like when you know they're on the fucking the next level of the thing. You know what I mean? Well, that that whole classroom stunt the premise of it was i got a bunch of americans in a classroom to teach them and they came in thinking they were going to be on a travel show that that i would teach americans about australia and so that was just everyday americans and that like on screen it was like five minutes but in the room it was two hours of me giving like a lesson on australian culture and geography and like i kind of <laughs> made it work by making i just did like 70 percent true and then every yeah. three facts, I would slip in a fake one. And then you just cut all the true shit out. Dude, that, that's one of my techniques. Yeah, that's just maybe getting a little inside. But one of my techniques I used to be really into doing was I would do a 10-minute interview. And then I would do like, a ten, like an 8 to 10-minute interview. Then do yeah. my two minutes that I really wanted. And then do five yeah. more minutes. And then it's yes. like, it felt like this 50 more minute. And that, that one thing that felt weird to them in the middle, they're like, no, that was the thing. That was only if yeah. it was like someone really serious. Sometimes you can fuck with people more. And, but certain times you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this guy. I'm going to have to do mm. a lot of lube before I fall. This guy's going to need a lot of lube before I fuck it him. Dude, it's foreplay, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. When you did the, uh, the stepsister one, to me that seemed like, uh, the one that almost seems like a lot, one of the most media attention. Cause you know what it is with that? And again, to me, I'm obsessed with this fucking like, you know, allergy, like Tom, I think yeah. Tom Green was the most like kind of the innovator and allergy to me was like, Sasha Marin Cohen is probably one of the best that ever did it. Like I'm just, a, yeah, for sure. But I also like jackass. Like I kind of that, you know, there's something about messing with real people that even when I'm editing my own stuff, if I have like what I think is the greatest, you know, stand up bit I've ever written or the, the best sketch I've ever made, it still never makes me laugh more than when I'm just like a bug in someone. It's one of those things. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. There's, there are some things that, that the human mind can't compete with in terms of funny, like your friend falling over. You'll yeah, never just, see anyone I write a joke funnier than your mate falling over and really hurting themselves. I was literally going to say that dude. Cause that was when I was, did my TV show and we didn't even include this. 
we had a, a bit where there was like a host that would do the interstitials. Like he would say like, welcome back or whatever. And the bit yeah. was, it was the corniest bit ever. He goes, welcome back. And then every time he would trip on something and then get mad at the, the, the crew, like leaving their shit around like a skateboard. <laughs> and we, we had six yeah. different, we had a different one every And I was editing the show and every time I, I, I've watched, you know, when you've edited something, I've watched it 25 times by the end. And every time yeah. I'd be like on autopilot, just like walking through, looking for like little things, looking for subtitles. And yeah. every time that, and everything would be numb to me except for him falling over would always yeah. make me like come online and laugh again <laughs> it really, like, you it, can't get away true, from yeah. it grape lady you, yeah. ever, you ever seen the fucking viral video grape lady yeah no, I, I can watch that ten thousand times <laughs> and I'll, it's never it never gets old watching a yeah. fucking lady fall she goes she goes, she goes, she goes uh, they go stop, and she goes. She squishes a little more grapes. Then she falls yeah. over. Goes, oh, oh, ow! <laughs> and I go, and I'm like, I'm a fucking seven year old. I'm a literally. I do yeah. comedy for a living. I spend, you know, I I spend time writing these scripts. I toil over these hours in my fucking social commentary that I think I'm making. Yeah. I'm trying to make these profound and nothing ever will make me laugh more than this fucking lady falling over. That's, that I saw that's what's so frustrating. Ago. That's so, so frustrating. frustrating about about <laughs> comedy is that I I, th I think about this a lot. Like comedy is one of the only art forms, to to my knowledge anyway, or creative expression. Art forms a bit wanky, but it's one of the only things that that a normal person can accidentally do better <laughs> than the best. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, no you. one, no one accidentally runs a hundred meters faster than Usain Bolt. <laughs> but if my mate farts, he's funnier uh, than Dave Chappelle. That's great, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> it is the only art form where you can accidentally do it better than the greatest person in the world. Right? Dude, the greatest special stand-up special of all time is still way less funny than the fucking a fat guy falling over in the right context. And it's not, and it's not even close. <laughs> yeah not even close not even close <laughs> <laughs> that's why but for th there's something so fucking weird no matter how many you know my i've done sketch my last series i was doing in canada was like a sketch comedy series and like i always fucking gravitate back to this because there's something so raw about just fucking bugging real people and the psychology yeah. of it that like there's something just that i was doing I was, I was editing one today before I talked to you and there was this guy and he just kept telling about his friend. He has his friend, uh, Jerry Ponatano. And he kept being like, my boy, Jerry Ponatano, the thing about Jerry Ponatano. And he just kept saying the name over and over again. And I was like, for some reason, it just always making me chuckle. And there's like little things where you're just like, I don't know. I can't, I just, my mind thinks it's funny and I caught on to that and I edited it and hopefully other people do, but there's these little things where you're like, I'll never fucking beat it. But anyways, okay, let's move on. I'll talk about one more thing and I'll let you go. Cause it's been forever. But the one thing I wanted to ask you is like, cause I've, I've heard you talk about this a bit, but as far as like yeah. the industry and shit goes, cause you fucking came up on the YouTube, like in a huge way. And oh, by the way, was it, I heard this somewhere. It might've been you saying, and I might've read it, but like PewDiePie shouted you out. Right. Is that kind of like, yeah, was that, that yeah, wasn't a in couple the beginning. Times. No, that was kind of in the middle. Like what happened? No, that was like last year. So that was pretty recent. And it me. was that like a that, big fucking. Yeah, that was huge. Like he, he shared, he shared my biggest ever video, which is me going to an anti-vaccine rally and just asking one, people yeah. if they're a doctor, like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just trying to find a doctor. And that one went, that one has like fucking 30 million views across everywhere. It's posted like fucking insane. And so fucking PewDiePie, 
um, he mentioned that video and shouted me out. And then, and then I did a video uh, about that, like selling out and going, I've made it and, and right. burning all my bridges and saying, fuck you to mum and dad and all that kind of shit. And, yeah. and then he saw, saw that video and then he, sh- he shouted that one out as well. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that's so cool. Um, cool, and, yeah. uh, I mean, that was like last insane. year. Yeah. His fucking, it's, it's cool. It's he's the, he's the biggest and the best to ever do it. So it's His very cool for him to give a wild. fuck about it. Yeah. I was talking about that. Yeah. It's like, he probably does more, <laughs> uh, views in a stream than, uh, whatever, than like all the late night shows fucking combined. You know I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. So out of, so out of control, <laughs> but do you have, have you, because you, so anyways, my point is because you've had yeah. this huge like success online have you found that because you know how the fucking industry like kind of hates when someone comes out of nowhere have you had Mm. to uh have you had you know in australia at least do you get recognized as like um when there's real things you know like awards and all that stuff or do they kind of fucking try to ignore you and absolutely not no 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 way so um that's when i first started Yeah. In, in Melbourne, it was, it was real bad for me. Cause I was in terms of stand up comedians doing the online thing. I was like the first in Melbourne doing it properly. And the first, like getting an audience and, yeah, and like, that's actually I was fucking popping off. I had like so much backlash and people trying to push me out. Like I, I struggled to get booked at rooms. This is when I'm first starting out. And like, I would do shit like, cause in Australia, how it works, or how it used to work rather. I don't know if it's similar in Canada or New York, but how it used to work before the internet was there was like a real pathway to success. You do this, then you do that. And then you do yeah, that and you'll get want. chosen. People and you, hate you wait in line. Skips the system. Well, yeah. So, so all of these people had invested 10 years of their career into the system and they were almost at the end, right when it started to <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fail. And <laughs> then I kind of came out of nowhere and I start you know selling out my shows and I, I get an audience and and you know I, I wasn't amazing but I definitely was better than a, a lot of like other people fine. in yeah you I was fine doing was it for nothing. a couple of years or whatever yeah like people yeah, la- there was nothing to hate maybe you weren't like the fucking best guy in the country but if someone came to your show they were like yeah that was fun like I got my money's worth like no one was like yeah. even fucking pissed off yeah exactly and and so all these people they they look at you and they go hey bro you pushed in I've been here for 10 years and I'm looking at them going, there's no cue. Yeah. Yeah. There's no pushing in. Like I did something different. You can do what I'm doing. I'll show you how to do it. Like I was always very, (laughs) come on, this is great. We can do it. And then they're always like, Oh, it's different and new and it breaks the rules. Get out. So you're like, why do you think it's working? You fucking idiot. Like (laughs) that's exactly. So I, I got, and still kind of do get a lot of pushback from the industry. Uh, but I'm starting to kind of see change. Like it's like, there's a few more people doing what I'm doing in the country and, and all of the new generation, like the first year, second year comedians, 18 year old guys, they all kind of want to do what I'm doing, which is really fucking cool. Like Fuck they, they want to do the <laughs> online thing. So it's cool, man. I, I think it's, it's, it, it was really hard when I started, but it's kind of very, very slowly turning around and I can't, my, my goal is America happen, anyway. So yeah, I, I know dude. People don't know how hard it is to move here. I'll write you a letter for the green card. I got you. That'd be so sick. How have you found, that's what I wanted to ask you. How have you found yeah. like, like starting again? Does it feel like you're starting again in a new country? No, it's and no, it, it was the op. It was like, if anything, it was the opposite. Like, you know, because the problem with, 
you know, the problem with a small country, like Canada's a little bit like Australia, but also it's too small to, it's too near America to have its own culture, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. so you, Australia has more of its own culture because you speak different and you're farther away. Whereas Canada, yeah. like, we don't really, there's there's no different. We pretend we have our own culture, but why, it's the same. You, you know say I mean? about different, but that's kind of yeah, it. it's like nothing, right? So if anything, it was the, it was the opposite. It's <clears> like, <throat> it, it was, it felt like you were running with ankle weights your whole life and you come here and in mm. four or five months, I mean, the crazy, so in four or five months, it's like I came, I got passed at every club, like all the people that I respect, you know, all of the shows that I grew up listening to and the people that I respected all kind of were like super uh, positive to me out of the get go. There was a few That's people, so cool. there was a few people that were kind of like, who the fuck, you know, who the fuck's this guy, especially because of the way I look and I'm a little bit, yeah. you know, cocky or whatever. People kind of like, who the fuck's this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it maybe took them, someone else to be like, no, try, like maybe someone, people needed a voucher too before they, but it, yeah. within like five months, I was in at all the places I wanted to, doing all the things I want to, like I had a whole group of friends. And so I, I honestly, it was such a positive experience. And then then New York shut down like just now. Yeah. I was here for four and a half that's months. So, that's so cool. So how, how often were Dude, you you'll performing? Kill it here. You'll fucking, you'll kill it in New York if you come. I don't know if you said you were going to come to New York or LA, but especially that's, with- That's my goal. I, I When I shot my pilot, I kind of used it as a test to be like, because I knew I wanted America, but I was like, oh, do I go LA or New York? Because LA has the YouTuber thing and the TV thing, but New York is so cool. And then I went to both. I spent two weeks in both and I was like, LA is a fucking hole. And how would you even make it there when you're competing with like Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart? Yeah. I felt- and you also don't need to make it. So I think that for someone like you, and I think this is probably what I felt too, but because you already have your money situation and you know, that's the same thing as me. Like I worked and I fucking put myself in a position where I didn't need to worry about that yeah. shit. So I could, which to be honest, it was, it didn't end up that way. Like the money is fine now, but, uh, for you, like it probably helps to come be contextualized as part of like the New York stand-up club system for a few years and then go to LA the same way that Well that that's what someone that's what I I cause Andrew Schultz was real good to me. He he took me around, he took me to clubs and he got me like spots and stuff and he introduced me to a bunch of people and I met this one like behind the scenes business HBO lady who was real nice and she yeah and I talked to her about that and she was like from an industry, from a from like a, a talent picker perspective if I see you in LA doing stand up and I'm a stand up person, I don't know that you want to commit to stand up. Maybe you are doing stand up to get into a movie or to get into TV or you're doing it to get chops for auditions. But if I see you in New York, I know for sure that you want to do stand up because there's kind of nothing else there. And I was like, Oh, that yeah. really explains it well. Like if I want to do stand up and be really good, New York, but if there's, I want to, yeah, do stand up sometimes and other shit. Say about that. You're in a position where you could probably get a decent amount of spots, but there is this element of like, what do you want your days to look like? You know, I, I think that was like a Ryan Holiday. Yes, set. but when you when you fucking design your life, like, what do you want your day to look like? Right. So I think you know yeah. whatever that'd be up to you to make that decision. But I mean, you'd probably, definitely not sitting in an Uber for fucking three hours every day. I think so. That's why <laughs> you know, I guess it might be different for you to come somewhere that's cold. You know what I mean? That's the oh, I hate heat. I fucking hate the oh, heat. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I'm weird in Australia. Fucking I don't like the heat, but that's ass. yeah. I know. So, so how how often were you performing after you kind of got integrated? Dude, when I, I mean, every, everyone was kind of uh, saying that I was like, you know, it kind of was at one of those things where I felt like I was on the fast track a little bit or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, the uh, 
it, it, when I first got here, everyone was like, it's going to take forever to get into like the club system. And then I don't know, I got past yeah. like five clubs. I was doing two spots a night, every single night, if I wanted it with it. Oh, that's crazy. That took me, it took me nuts. no time. I got, yeah, yeah, I was, I was past it. Like I had more spots that put it this way after three months, I, I was not putting avails in places that I was passed at because I, I, I would like to do two spots a night and I didn't want to, crazy. I didn't want to, because I wanted to be like, I wanted to have two or three spots where I could work and then two or three spots where I could showcase. And I still wanted to be part of the scene yeah. and like meet people. And I wanted to spend time doing that. So I didn't want to just be doing some club like outside of the city yet. Cause it's like, I, w I just, I wanted to take a little bit of time of like, you know, I've been doing stand up in a hole for fucking 10 years. Let's like show me, show people my four hours of comedy as opposed to like, yeah. no, I need to be that next minute. Like I, so I tried to. Yeah. Now that's, that's so cool. Cause like, I mean, for perspective, we have one club in Melbourne and like doing two, three spots a month is pretty much the limit for any comedian. No, so like, can yeah, I was doing three spots a night, three, four spots a night for like five, six nights a week for like, that's insane. While, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like I have, now I have like four hours. I mean, you've released a ton of comedy too, but in New York, yeah, you you would easily be able to, within a few months, be able to do two, three spots a night. And especially depending on your work ethic, like a lot of people don't want to. Yeah, man, that's, and, that's the dream, bro. Like that's so, that's so fucking cool. Like just the, 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 that would make you so good at yes. doing stand up. Like in Australia, yeah. and so on I think the there's a real pulse. skill ceiling. You're someone that, that's what I was saying before. It's like the pulse where it's like, I really felt right before I moved here anyway, I was like, man, I've, mm. I, on stage, it's like, I'm really kind of felt on the pulse of people's minds in a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of get, I'm sure you do every night where it's like, you know exactly how far to push it and you know, yeah, that, yeah. you know what comedy to make and you're so confident that, so I think that that's the part that you need, you need to at least put in that, that time really being in front of audiences and make that stuff. But yeah, for you know, sure. Do both. But I saw that, uh, your boy, uh, Frenchie's fucking TikTok just got deleted. We're fucked. <laughs> Bro, that's, that's terrifying. We are fucked. Cause your shit's worse than his Yeah, the stuff that he's been posting. Do you know We're, what I mean? Like so, so is some of some of mine. That's, that's the biggest fear, huh? Of just like one social media executive with a front fridge going, I don't like him. Bye. Yeah, dude. He doesn't post that aggressive stuff. He's funny, by the way. I like him. That's your boy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll introduce you if you like. He's real yeah, nice. Yeah, sure, dude. I've seen him a few times and then I kind of like, I saw, I looked at him again because of you. And then I was like, yeah. oh, this guy fucking kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. But that's, that's terrifying. 250,000 followers and just deleted in I one have. night. Yeah. And, but so have you okay so that's the last thing i kind of want to ask too with the um with like the youtube and fucking you know how tech can just essentially fucking deplatform. you know i think tim yeah. was talking about this whereas like we used to have gatekeepers now algorithms sort of run your life is it uh are you fucking are you how much has that affected you of like having to worry about what you're doing because they're gonna fucking take you off and just make you disappear yeah man a, a, li a little bit on fucking youtube is pretty wild yeah like it's it's definitely something i consider in terms of what i make videos about and how i title things and what i say in videos with me i i kind of i'm so thankful that stand-up's my number one because if i wanted to do the comedy that i really loved i don't think i could really do it on youtube you know like if i have a particularly fuck joke i'm like oh thank god i can say that on stage 
you know, because I yeah. there's some stuff that I'll be like, oh, no, I wouldn't say that in the video. Like that. Yeah. So it's, that's it's kind of kind of annoying, kind of what right? it I mean, is. It is it is annoying because people yeah. want that shit, and it it is also really weird how like. I'll say whatever the fuck I want in a podcast. I won't even think twice, but YouTube, I will. I, I think and it's you, because- But you don't put your podcast on YouTube because I do put this on YouTube. I do. I do as well. I've got a but channel you do, for it. Okay, but you just don't care if it's in podcast form. You'll, you'll say whatever you want. Yeah, but I, I think- But if it's in it's, a video, not. Nah. Yeah, so I think that with, with with podcasting, you can get away with so much more because it's because your podcast is on, it's not on one platform, you know? It's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on YouTube, and then the host of the podcast could be one of 500 different hosts, you know, that you pay. Yeah. Whereas YouTube, it's on one platform, YouTube, and it's backed by YouTube. So if you say a fucked thing uh, on YouTube... Everyone goes, hey, YouTube, why are you promoting this person? Why are they on your platform? And only YouTube gets in trouble and you. If you say it on a podcast, if no one goes, hey, Spotify, why is this there? Hey, you know, no, podcast but I'm saying, host, why is that there? You know? I put it on my main channel. Like, you know, they can mm. potentially make my channel disappear, I guess, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. But I think the outrage has less effect on a podcast because they don't know who to yell at. Whereas if it's just your YouTube, I got you. if it's a video and it's only on YouTube, they go, oh, well, let's yell at YouTube because they have the power to delete you. No one knows who has the power to delete a podcast, I suppose. Because okay, you know, even if they do take it off YouTube, it's like, okay, well, it's on Spotify and Apple Music and all this kind of bullshit So you well. think the answer is, and I mean, there's the Alex Jones thing where they just make him disappear from everything, which is a little bit scary. That's but, terrifying. That's yeah. very scary. But, but they fucking person you. Yeah, that's that's weird. But he he was a very extreme case. But you know, we, when they do that to the most extreme case, it just you know, makes the most extreme down. case closer. You know, like <laughs> yeah. the 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 next Alex Jones is a lot closer to me yeah, yeah, than yeah. Alex Jones was. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's one step closer. It's a it's a very small step, but it's fucking coming. So that's that's scary. But I think the answer is to diversify and make sure you're big on as many platforms as possible because because you know. To, you have to do some real crazy shit like what Alex Jones did. So then to really get rid of you, they have to work together, which is very unlikely. Yeah. But well, maybe not, but you know, it's a way to insulate yourself a little bit, but I don't know. All these fucking companies are, are evil and they're going to turn it off at any point. So you just got to get as big as possible while you can, yeah. you know, that's well, kind of how I look I have, at it. I've been watching like what you, cause you know, I've had the fucking show more of a traditional career before this, other than the, the band stuff. And like, I literally moved here and I was gonna, I had my, this website that I own part of and do the video, the hard times. And I was going to do all sorts of that stuff. Oh, you're was, involved with that, bro. I love yeah. that. I've oh, really? talked to Matt a few times. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I own a part of that and I did the, I did like, Oh, that's so Matt, cool. Video I love that shit. Yeah. Matt's the man. Eh? He's a fucking bad yeah. badass. Yeah. Um, he's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fucking doing cool shit, man. I love that kid. But uh, kid, he's like my age. No, I'm not my age, but <laughs> just fucking so condescending, so calling someone a kid. <laughs> but Bro, when I moved here, Andrew, I, I didn't realize that kid was like slang in America and not really that disrespectful. Andrew no, Schultz called me that in real life, and I, I got so offended. <laughs> You're like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I heard him say it to like six other people, and I was like, oh, it's a thing. Yeah, okay, I, I, I call myself a kid, like like the rapper style. We're like, oh, the kid's back. Like, it just seems Yeah, funny. yeah, I didn't, in Australia, if you call someone a kid, they say, oh, you want to fucking fight, do you, mate? <laughs> when I, but when I, when I first moved to America, I was like, 
Okay, I, I took. I, t- I was going to do a series for Funny or Die, and then I was going to do. Yeah. Um, coming off my CBC series, I was going to do that, and then I was like talking to above average about doing a series, and I was going to do some directing for some different places, and then, and then yeah. when I came here, and I was like, dude, every fucking guy that's like small, you know, done less stuff than me, he's making like 150, 200 grand on their podcast and this and that, and I was like, mm. fuck that shit, I'm fucking, I'm not doing anything with you. But in my small little thing of Canada, I was like. That'd be a cool thing to do, like a funnier dice. Then when I got here, they're like, people I talked to, they're like, oh no, that's a fucking scum thing. Like that's low. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, going to going to other places. Town, I was like, yeah. yeah. Was like, that, what that's cool that's what thing. really opened my mind was going to New York and LA. It like it really opens your mind to how small the bullshit at home in your small town really Fuck, is yeah. like truly is like all this shit I was worrying about, like being blocked from industry and, and cunts talking shit and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Sucker I get dicks. to New York and I was like, Oh, they're never going to be here and they yeah. don't have the ability. So it doesn't matter. And now I come back and, and I don't give a fuck. I'm just like working hard. And it's like what you said, like, I'm just trying to work, work hard enough here so that I can afford to be, to make no money in New York for no, a year. No, but you won't that's make my goal. no money. You won't make no money though. I know that's worst case scenario. So Dude, if I you and can someone afford else to be broke there, a studio. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. That's that's what I. That's what you need. A couple people. You know that guy Tank Sinatra, the fucking meme dude. Yeah. I went and yeah. me and him did a video together. I went to his studio. Him and like two other meme guys have like a meme studio. <laughs> it's like fucking, it's, it's just this big like Manhattan fucking studio. It's just like yeah. like all these guys cranking up memes. It's pretty funny. That's nuts. Right, places like six grand a month just for their fucking memes. <laughs> I was loving it. Man, anyway, six grand a month just to steal jokes from comics on Twitter. That's expensive, huh? That's true. But he doesn't steal. So I actually, you know, oh, he doesn't? Why, no, that's why comics like him. I think the other people that are in there, there's some people, them bad ones, but he, that's why people okay. like him because he makes, he makes all his jokes himself. It's like, you know, okay, you, well, then I take it back. Good on you, Tank. Yeah. You're one of the good ones because it is possible right. to do that shit with 100%. your own comedic ability and people it's can say what shit. they want about the format and be like oh it's whatever there's a million different fucking things if you don't like you don't like it but he's not he he's do, at least he's fucking doing his own thing you know what i mean he's not still okay jokes, that's good right. i apologize for yeah, the disrespect yeah. he's, he's good on right, you, bro. Yeah, yeah you'd like this guy he's cool but cool. um okay you know actually one last thing was that fucking you know what chris lily's australian right what oh chris lily i thought you said chris D'Elia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know Chris Lilly's Australian. Yeah, <laughs> he's Australian, right? Yes. Yeah. I was just talking about this yesterday. Um, because people always people always say they go they always say blackface and they go fucking Tropic Thunder. You know that uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. got away with blackface, and you're like, first of all, he didn't really because he was playing a character doing blackface, so it's very different. I think that's fine because it's fine, but it's also char- different. It's also yeah. just not the same thing. He wasn't doing blackface. If you play yeah. a guy playing an, a racist actor in your movie, you didn't play racist. Like it's not the same thing. So and yeah, second- you were. Yeah, he was acting. If you, yeah, that's that's a perfect point. If you if you play a character who is a racist, that doesn't mean that oh he was racist in a movie. It's like no no, no he played a character. But he wasn't even playing a character that was racist. He was playing a guy that was playing a character that was racist. Yes. Yeah. Like his character in the movie was doing like it was so but, but anyway, so yes. I always think people bring that as the example where I'm like, "Hello, mm. Chris Lilly fucking did a whole series in blackface." <laughs> you know yeah. That's the one you should be upset about because that I mean, yeah, I, I'm ass. kind of on that side. I think he's very funny, but if you're going to be upset at blackface, you got to go at that one, not the fucking character because he was just like oh i'm, I'm gonna be a black character for that i must have a black face man that <laughs> so was that's the one amazing. you should be mad at 
And then when he was uh, rapping in the thing and he's like, fucking poor. And then they cut to the dad and the dad goes, we're rich. <laughs> yeah. So good. You know, he has like, it's still all on Spotify. He has like raps as that character full on dropping N bombs in on. the songs. Oh, Absolutely fuck, dude. hectic. He gets it. He gets away with it though. It's like, People are so yeah. fucking selective. It is just fucking wild when people are like, would they decide that they're fucking mad about? You know, I've, I've thought a lot about him while he's just not gotten in trouble at all. Like, What's like your there's been a few people have tried to start it, but it just doesn't take. There's many times where people have started the Chris Lilly outrage in Australia. It's happened a few oh, it times. All, it but gets it a just, little spark here and there. It just doesn't take. It's like every time they try and burn him down, he's just standing there. He's like wet wood. He's like, I'm not going to light, bro. I'm invincible. You got to wait. I, I think it's because he has made such a good character that makes fun of women that women loved. I think yeah. that if, if women love you, you're invincible. You think that's what it is? <laughs> I think so. He like, no, no, with Jimmy. He really was like no fucking uh, stained woman looks at Harvey Weinstein and goes, oh, he looks like a nice guy. You know, a woman (laughs) looks at Harvey and goes, oh, he did that shit. (laughs) So he's out. But if Harvey Weinstein, you know, dressed up in a dress and made a lovable, relatable character about high school women, he'd be fine. He'd be out there raping (laughs) today. You know, he'd be at it. (laughs) He'd be getting that dick wet. Dude, fuck Chris. Yeah. Chris Lilly looked so when he was playing those that girl character, it was so fucking funny because he looked like he was fucking fifty five still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like he ain't that young, you know. He was like, no, what? he he looked old when he was doing the character <laughs> yeah. when he first invented it. He was like thirty oh, something, but now he's fucking. He so looks fucking way cool. older. And he was pretty hard on the native stuff. Like the you're like Aboriginal. You're that was one thing yeah. that's similar with Canada where I moved here. Like they don't really. That's not a thing here the way it is in. Australia and Canada with the aboriginals and we have their first nations people. It's like, it's a hot topic. Like every, every, you never hear Trump talk about that, for example, whereas in, in Canada, like it's a big hot topic. Like every prime minister has got to address it like nonstop, but that's a, that's a big one where you're from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I'd say that's yeah. A similar situation. Like you, it's like super sensitive and he probably, and he just, you you make comedy about aboriginals at your own risk. Right. So that, that is a fucking, is that uh is that what you say would be the most sensitive topic where you're from? Yeah. I, yeah, I would say that, yeah. First nations people is crazy sensitive and you got to, I think because we, I reckon we undeniably fucked them. Like we yeah. nailed that shit in terms <laughs> of like completely decimating a culture and a people. Right. We, we got to be like top 10 champs at, at doing that in terms of what we did to the Aboriginals. We fucking, completely nailed it you think of you know <laughs> americans did that well to their african slaves bro come check come play with the big leagues in australia we <laughs> them. We, we are big champs you know so you know i went to new york and i was i was like shocked at how many like african americans there were like i'd never seen that many black people in my life uh but you go to australia you don't the only aboriginal people you see are homeless that like that's it right yeah so we can you know what they oppress and, in canada yeah the white man now listen so no i'm just joking that yes <laughs> absolutely the, so uh, that's what i think that's very sensitive it's, it's in similar, australia but it's similar where i'm from yeah it's, it's 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 a mess it's one of those issues where there's not really a right answer like it's just in so deep yeah. and so many people have made so much fucking it's at least like in when you look at like the black Uh, issue in america and those like race relationships which is like a very like american problem um yeah 
they they have they have those issues are represented by black organizations for the most part. Whereas in yeah. with the native issue, it's like they really have just thousands and thousands of people that have started organizations straight up dedicated to getting free money and giving none of it to them. Like, you know, the way yeah. the charities operate. So it's, you know, and yeah. so if you're a liberal, it's always like they need more money, you know, and, if, and the, but they're not getting it. And then, you know, the yeah. conservative is like, we, I mean, we've been giving them, giving every fucking 18 year old 20 grand a year for free starting with their 18, you know, kind of been turning them into drug addicts. Like, so there's this like, yeah. there's just no right answer. It's like the best thing a politician could do is like, hope it doesn't bubble up too much when he's in power. <laughs> it really, it really is that like, and it's so funny with like the, the money issue. Like it's, it's, it's funny. I, I'm sure you have similar thoughts when you see like the healthcare debate, in America, because Canada has real good free healthcare. Yeah, it's socialized. Yeah, no, I, this is yeah. one that I do kind of get into it with people because, you know, it's I'm not like on either side. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm fucking see myself as a comedian more than a political ideology. But you will see on both sides people saying lies, right? And with the healthcare yeah. thing, being from Canada, I've I've just seen people. And I've always kind of said that there is a level of if your family's taken care of that makes for like a, a better society, whatever you think on who's running efficient or not efficient or how you want yeah. to do it. But if there is a thing that you kind of feel like if you're poor and you feel like if my son, you know, gets sick, we're fucked. I'm going to go bankrupt. I think that yeah. kind of angst makes a society makes people angrier, makes people more on edge. It makes them want to ride. It just makes for an unrest. Man, it would. You're society. in survival mode. Cause right. it's like, fuck any other problem. If I've got a sick child, that's the only yes. thing that matters. Who cares about racism? This, that the, the fire next door, if my kid's going to die, that's and the, the only thing you that. care about. So I, I think and, yeah, the bubbling of that one issue is not like a left or right thing as much as I think it's, in my opinion, it's something that can help make a society more fucking, you know, less activist. Like right now, America is fucking everyone's an activist. And, you know, to me, that might be one of the reasons to like contributing to that thing, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting how and also like all that activist shit completely died when Corona was real because all of these like Twitter <laughs> freedom fighters were presented with the like, all right, you wanted a real problem. Here you yeah. fucking go. And they were like, oh, shit, I'm not equipped to handle this. I can't defeat this one with a fucking tweet, can I? Um, I, I do think it's funny, though, like that. The, the healthcare thing, I always, I always because they say it's off. so bad, and I'm like, it was just to finish that sentence. They always yeah. go in healthcare in Canada, it's the worst thing in the world. Like, what are we going to be Canada? They use it as an example, and I'm like, it's it's fine. Like, you might not, yes. love, it's it's fine. Like that, that's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's the best system in the world. I'm not saying it's the best worst system in the world. But people use it as an example of like the way that they say like socialism and like what are we going to be fucking Venezuela? They say what is our healthcare going to be like? Can I've heard people say that, and I'm like. Okay, but yeah, like, it's, it's similar it's not, in Australia. Like, right. like if it's you fine. go to the public system, you're going to wait in line for ages. Or if you have a bit more money, you can get a private doctor and then it's fine. Yeah. Well, but we don't have I, the two tier. We should have the two tier. I always piss people off by going like, oh, um, in fucking, it's like taxing Jeff Bezos isn't going to get you free education and healthcare. Like even if he paid his tax, like that shit's going straight into this rocketing civilians in the Middle East budget. We all know that. <laughs> it's not going towards your fucking hospital bills. I think the answer yeah, is maybe instead of taxing and eating the rich, maybe we should have a look at, maybe let's shell one less Middle Eastern wedding and you could pay for like a <laughs> oh, few yeah, students yeah. to go to school. You know what I mean? It's like, instead of, it's not, I don't think it's really a tax issue. I think it's like, 
what the fuck are we spending all of our money on? Like right. should 54% of the budget go towards rockets? I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just a fucking, I'm an idiot. I'm a comedian from a different country. So yeah, dude, save your comments. I already know I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, it's fun, but like they, they literally say, they go, you know, with the taxing thing, there's like, it's just, you know, and I fucking know a little bit of economics or whatever, but just I went to school for that and shit and I'm a fucking super genius now, but they literally go, there, there was like, a, it's like a 101 law that every fucking yeah. time you, if you, if you're at, if your tax rates at 50% and you raise it to 51%, you actually get less tax revenue because most, yeah. and it's just like the most consistent law in the history. And so you can even think of why. It's like, imagine you're a doctor and you run a practice and you're like, all right, I'll pay my 50%. And then they go, now we're taxing you at 51% and you run a practice. You're like, all right, well now I'm going to make my son and my wife like an employee and I'm going to pay that money. And now I'm going to, uh, now I'm uh, going to buy another building and I'm going to do this. It's like, as soon as you know that you can't get 50% of your money, you make changes in your brain. Whereas like, if you're at 50%, you're willing to accept it. And that's just like a a known principle and it's like I mean, that's, don't how, it, that's it. how it works it's like if if i i would rather buy a fucking lamborghini and try and bill it off as a work expense than give a million dollars to the 1, government per, dude there's so much things i've done with that it's like dude if they, if they yeah. raise my taxes i'll be like okay then i just won't take the money out you fucking moron like if you, there yeah. has to be a taxable event for you to fucking get your taxes you fucking retard yeah it is it is it's interesting the whole tax thing but do you guys have a trump know. like do you uh, have a guy that's like trump like you know nah. trumps are like popping up everywhere we have we have basically where i'm from we have yeah. you know how in here they have trump's like the president and then they have all yeah. the like the left liberal states have like a super liberal guy we in canada we have a a mad liberal fucking prime minister justin trudeau and then ontario which is the main like state yeah. it's called the province we have like a trump style like populist fucking yelly screamy guy there now nah, like, we uh, australian culture is up everywhere, so, australian culture is weird like i feel like we're almost a little bit insulated from having a trump because we would just make fun of them like our culture is so much so like if you act like you're the shit and if you are super confident australian culture the automatic response is just take the piss and turn that person into a joke no matter right. what they believe it's it's but so it, i don't know whereas with trump it, they do it with venom like is that is that sort of the difference with trump it's kind of like yeah look at these fucking orange piece of shit like it's like ha! yeah the, the laughs are like they're 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 like venomous laughs they're not real they're like look, look at him yeah exactly <laughs> it's like yeah you guys it's like be- laughing angry laughter whereas we'll just like like we will this we, if, if a trump like came out of australia i feel like we would support him ironically of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, it'd be like when you hype up the special is that, is, kid in like class. Bar- like, yeah, do a backflip. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> is it because it's like a party culture? Is that why? I th- yeah, it's like a party culture. And I think because we we were a convict Blokes. nation, <laughs> yeah. we like like we come from prisoners. So that that prison attitude of disrespecting whoever's in charge, regardless of what they believe, it's just still in us. So like, no matter yeah. who the fuck's in charge they're a wanker right like, you guys have jail fucking politics behavior we do like internalized when our, when our prime minister came on the screen this is uh three prime ministers in a row from from different spectrums when they come on screen at the football 
the whole audience boos them. <laughs> no matter because what. Because it's funny. No matter what. <laughs> they haven't done anything wrong. We just see the prime minister and everyone goes, oh, he's in charge. Get out. This is footy. Fuck off. It's literally like the kids in class with the fucking teacher. Yeah. Dude, Australia. That's, that's Australia. <laughs> that kind of sounds sick. I'm, I'm in. It's great. Right. And it's not like, it's not even a political boo. It's like, I'm, me and my boys are drunk no. and this is funny to do. Yes, it's not malicious at all. We don't hate the prime minister. We think it's funny to disrespect him in front of people. Our our most beloved prime minister was a man called Bob Hawke. He passed away recently, rest his soul. And the reason we loved him was not really because of his politics. It's because one time after he was prime minister, when he had retired, he was at the footy one day and someone filmed themselves the giving footy. him a beer and he sculled it really fast. He drank a beer real quick. <laughs> and that it. immortalized him forever. <laughs> that fucking rules. Yeah, like no, if you chug a you. beer, you're That's fucking the huge. Uh, they're, uh, like, yeah, uh, like, they're at the it debate really is. and they're like, and then this is what I think about healthcare and this is what I think. And then there's like, uh, and uh, Hope, uh, can we get your rebuttal? And he goes, you would win. That's you would absolutely it. win. Like our, our recent <laughs> prime minister, Scott Morrison, he sipped a beer like a pansy and everyone, that was news. That He's was done. news for weeks of like, oh, this guy can't even fucking drink and punch his wife. What has he got being in charge? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, Australia sounds like it kicks ass. <laughs> it's good. It is good fun. <laughs> that's fine. So you know, have you never had like a super fucking social justice liberal president that's you know what I mean? Nah, we, we just have like middle like our left and right wing people. It's not are, like you're so like that. not that. It's like yeah. it's like a little bit and a little bit from we the center. Both. Be. It's only parties. because it's only now that with the Trump thing that like everyone's got to have a mm. Trump now because, you know, it's this. I don't know which came first, but it just everyone. I you know, like I said, everyone didn't have a fucking opinion on Trump wasn't a part of their identity five years ago. <laughs> right now, it's like yeah. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it just goes back to trolling. Like it's just the the yeah. best way which is the to best. get ahead in which anything. Why, that's, that's why, why six why, yeah. nine so big. You know, like yeah. six nine is just the Trump of music. I get it's so like, much trouble for that because I always not trouble, but like I, I always say, what's my like most controversial opinions? But that's one of them that I think fucking six nine rules. <laughs> I think he's great. I think he's funny. His music is okay, <laughs> but so it's mad. like his as whole vibe is right now, hilarious. Like, as this is premiering, there's someone in the chat being like, "Fucking six nine sucks. Fuck you." They hate it. People get so but, mad. But but that that's the genius of it. It's too. like. Yeah, it's, it's what it is, is it's like, I mean, that's like when I wear a leather jacket and I dress like a school shooter, whether or not you think I look good doesn't matter. The point is you have a strong I'm, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive or negative, they both work for me. And that's the 6 9 and the Trump thing of like the people who love him fucking love him and the people who hate him fucking hate him. And that makes the people who love him fucking love him even more. Like strong yeah. reactions is the future. No, it is. I know it is. I'm actually a little, it's almost like you have to fucking uh, get better at, at, at like, because it is fucking hard to, you know, pick up your phone and 30 people are like, fuck you, you piece of shit. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it just is what it is. There's no way around it. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to do anything fucking real and have a perspective, anyone that doesn't align with that, you know, 
Go just hard, bro. I know it is what it is. You got to fucking, but 50 cent was like that too, as far as like the rappers go. So I, and then there's the, like the Dave yeah. Grohl's of the world that everyone loves and you can be that, but I don't want to be that. I was fucking causing trouble. That's it. Like, that's how I got into this fucking game. Oh, exactly. You want to fucking run amok, make us angry. Yeah, that's, that's why I fucking like people like you. And there's certain people I see online and I was just like, Ah, oh, that guy's causing shit. <laughs> it's good. I love a shitstorm. That's like, no matter what happens, positive or negative, I want you to have a strong reaction about what I'm doing. Like, that's that's what's the most fun. It's like, haha, made you mad, dude. People get so fucking pissed at me. <laughs> you know what got me the most hate recently is all the Corona content. I get like messages in my inbox from people like quite a bit being like, "This is not okay." What you're like, you're what? murder because I'm like. Because basically I'm saying like social distancing can suck a dick and I'm fucking, I'm just doing like anything I normally would do. I'm interviewing people on the streets. I'm making videos. Oh, right. Yeah. But but the thing is those cunts are on the street too. You know, (laughs) like you're not, who are you saving? I'm telling you, I get like, even like, like even people in my family, like that know me are like, Hey, like, I don't, I I know that you don't want to hear our opinions and like, (laughs) but like we, don't think this is okay. <laughs> I'm just like that's so funny. I mean, God. they're they're correct. Don't get me wrong. You yeah. probably shouldn't be doing it, but also you're not you're not like. Yeah, and I shouldn't saving. be fucking getting suspended from every school I went to and kicked out of residence and fucking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I shouldn't have made a career out of bothering people. But here we are. <laughs> what do you do for work? Oh, whatever you don't like, actually. Yeah, all those fucking teachers that kicked me out. Of, anyway, I got kicked out of residence and suspended. And, they, and yeah. you're like, look at it, look at me now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in New York City and I'm whatever. But you know, so either way. You know what? We'll fucking let's wrap this up. But uh, yeah, man, yeah. I'll fucking come on yours anytime you want. If you want to, we can fucking keep this going too. Which is fucking on. Um, if you were saying that, if you wanted me to do yours anytime in the next little bit. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, let's do it in in, in like a couple of weeks. I'll have you yeah. on and I'll I'll organize it. Let's do that. That'll be good. Thanks for having me on, dude. Been a pleasure, dude. Fucking sick, eh? You are one of those people that like like I you know I'm not sure fucking gas you up this whole interview, but like when uh. There, I've I've been right about since I moved to New York. There's been a few people that I, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know how if we'll, me and that guy will get along, whatever. But there's been like five or six people that I'm like, I bet you, me and that guy will hit it off. And like yeah. all of those people, I've been like, it'd be one of those things where the first time we met, we like talked for two hours, and it's like you really can kind of tell if you like someone before. I think you so these days. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's good, man. It's good. I'm looking forward to doing it in real life. If you don't, if you don't die from your job, you know, <laughs> from my Corona content. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and on jokes aside, uh, I mean, what I did when I wrote on my letters is I wrote them for people, but like 100%, I can, uh, I have, uh, I, I could write you a good letter for a couple of the categories to help you get here when you're doing your thing. Ah, uh, legend, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort that out very soon. As soon as like international travels like uh, happening oh, again, yeah. and like now's not the time to go to New York. I think. No, <laughs> but it takes a it, dude. It takes that process takes a while, so it might be a time to start it. It takes like a year and a half to if you're doing green card, six months if you're doing. Yeah, green. might be a yeah, time fuck, to start. All right, it, but. that that's a good point. I'll have to get on it. What a fucking good term though, legend. Fucking legend, bro. <laughs> isn't it a fucking legend i gotta i gotta bring i gotta fucking add that one to the vocab bro if yeah. you really want to get australian here's an even better one man fucking sick cunt 
Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a fucking sick gun, day. You know what? I yeah. try adding new things is so ridiculous. What's the one that all those fucking San Francisco guys do? Not tight. Oh, I can't remember. Hella, because Matt's saying Matt Hella. always says yeah, like, hate that. He, all those guys. Yeah, I I like it. And my friend Dino Archie, he's American. He's he's a fucking yeah. super funny comedian. And they always go, oh, that guy's fucking hella dope. Or like, that guy's hella crazy. Whatever it is. And yeah. I, it's because I've, I've done this joke on stage where I talk about how fucking, you know, girls can, girls can like change their image, change everything. Whereas a guy wants to wear a new hat. Like you got to start prepping that months in advance. Your boys are like, you're doing hats yeah. now. Like, you know, yeah, but yeah. I, I literally, even when I moved to New York, I'm like, I've, I'm starting fresh with all these people that don't know me. I'm like, maybe I'll fucking... Yeah add some new shit into the vocabulary. And the first time I was on stage being like, oh, this guy's hell. I was like, yeah, that didn't feel right. <laughs> add a new phrase at 34. <laughs> yeah, fuck. A bit light, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, loose beers. Fucking check this guy out. He has some of the baddest content. If you like my fucking with people on the shit, you definitely like this guy's shit. Uh, at Lewis Spears on Instagram, right? And uh, L-E-W Spears, yeah. yeah. Just and Lewis my YouTube's Spears. Lewis Spears as well. Just Google it. You'll find it. Oh, you'll fucking find it, bro. This guy's fucking yeah. it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sweet, bro. All right. This has been the Boys Cast. All right. Boys, boys, boys. Oh, there we go. Boys, boys, boys. That was the Boys Cast. Boys, 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 boys. Just a quick, cool announcement. So I've been talking about James. So anyways, to wrap that up, Lewis is the man. Very cool. I mean, we chatted a bit afterwards, too. Boy, I, I honestly really like talking to him. And Killer stand-up. His videos are very funny. So I recommend checking those out. Another person that I've talked about a ton on the podcast is James Altucher, which is uh, a, a person that he reached out to me on TikTok and being like, I thought you were very funny, blah, blah, blah. And then he owns a stand-up club. But he's one of these guys. I've read all his books. I was a big fan. And then we were chatting the other day, and I was like, you got to come do the boys cast. And he was like, yep, just let me figure out a time. So James Altucher is going to do it too, which I'm just one by one picking off all these people that, that I think are fucking super cool that I have, you know, some relationship, whether it was one of my videos that went viral that they thought were cool, so they messaged me, and then we started up a thing. So that's who's coming up next week. If you want, check out the Patreon. If not, fucking send this to a friend. Take a screenshot, put it on Instagram. The boys cast, you guys have been helping me with my fucking journey of moving to New York to start stand-up when they shut down the whole city. <laughs> All right. Peace.